Hello, everyone, and welcome to 2021. It's magical, isn't it? It's a new year. It's a new day. No, actually, it's the same exact thing. I, who am I kidding? Um, we're here, though, with the first episode of 2021 of Chomping After Dark. That's right. I know you guys missed us. I know you guys were asking, when the hell are you guys coming back? We'll fear no longer. We are back. And we're back with a game. Some people would call it that, at least. Other people would call it a buggy, fucked-up mess. But we're going to get into that a little bit later. Um, I want to make a few quick announcements before we launch into the intros, and you guys get to meet the crew here who is going to be joining us. And we have a special guest. Ooh. But quick few announcements. Is it, if this is your first time being here and you're loving the show, you're loving what you hear, please subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want more from us, head over to swordchomp.com where we have more podcasts than just this one. I know, cool, right? We have reviews of the newest titles, a merch store, and plenty more. Lastly, if you want to support us so we can continue to make dick jokes and fart jokes and ass jokes and actually make good content as well, please swing over to patreon.com slash swordchomp where you will have and find a plethora of tiers of additional and exclusive content. All right, that's it for the announcements. Now let's get into the intros. First, today I am joined by the lover of men and women and you know what, just pretty much everybody. We have Rich Meister. Rich, how are you doing today? I thought that was me. Uh, never you. Um, it is okay to be here. Uh, wow, can you believe it? Another year. Uh, it gets worse, everybody. It gets worse. I was gonna ask how the start of your 2021 is going, but, uh, I think that answer speaks for itself. I guess it's alright. I mean, I broke, I broke that PS5 curse. Good job. Who do you Got some hardware. Um, I told you not to you kill that hard. gypsy. You know what? I should have just apologized when my caravan hit her. I, you know, I was too proud, mm. and that's on me. Well, you know what? Congratulations, Rich. I'm, re- I'm really proud of you. You were able to break through the threshold and get some nice, I, I guess nice, hardware. So good job, buddy. How many drinks have you had in 2021 so far? Zero. Good job. Not that you're trying to limit it. I'm just saying you're taking in the new year sober and fresh. I like He's that. He's taking his yeah, first drink right now. Like I said, it's Let's pretty see. bad. Oh. Yeah, well, it can only get better from here, right? Or something like that? I don't think so. Probably not. Probably not. But anyways, let's move on. Thank you for being here, Rich. Next, we have a man who, you know, he just wanted to like this game but unfortunately he couldn't reconcile the fact 
that he could not actually transform into a car. Um, that's what he told me privately. Um, we have Joshua Fowler here. Josh, I'm sorry that your dreams of becoming a cyber car were not able to be met. I mean, what, what's the fucking point of the game even? If I can't... I don't know, man. I can't uh, be a car. You know, I, we were promised that we could make our genitalia into anything. And you know what? You didn't get that steering wheel mod that you truly wanted. Mm-hmm. Wait, are we not here to talk about a Transformers game? Transformers, Cyberpunk 2077, by Michael Bay. Oh, like, you cannot have a Transformers conversation without Michael Bay coming up. It's a goddamn tragedy. You could. You really could. And it'd be a way better conversation. Probably. Probably. But, like, imagine, imagine that game. Would Megan Fox be one of the romance options in there? I don't think so. I think you would, it would just be robots. Yeah. Did you know Megan Fox has mostly toe toasters? I, toe yeah. you know, I knew I you know I knew I was queuing that joke up because I knew Morgan Barnes, uh, who you just heard, was going to mention the toe thumbs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I, I didn't even I didn't even have to I didn't even have to try for that one. But anyways, uh, we have Mister Toe Thumbs Morgan Barnes here. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> Look, it's <laughs> I'm going to change my Instagram handle from General Mountain Time to Mister Toe Thumbs. Mister uh, Toe Thumbs Wild Ride. <laughs> 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 Please do. Really, you know what? That's what we like need to Mr. do. Bean, like, but really perverted. In 2021, we need to start fucking with our personal lives as like bets on these shows. Like, mm-hmm. should, if yeah. you can't beat this game by the end of this week, you have to change your Instagram <sighs> handle to Mister well, Toe Thumbs for a week. That's the fucked up thing, though, Shay. Someone actually was. I got like hundreds of people sending me this fake Instagram account called Genra Mountain Time. So someone was trying to mimic my uh, profile and add people, which was really creepy because they were using pictures of my family and shit. Um, and it freaks me out. And I don't really know if it's like a bot or a real person or what, but it was a real it's thing. probably just like a Cylon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was creepy. So like the idea that I could lose General Mountain Time forever as a handle because I let it go is kind of sad. But uh, to answer your question, Shay, happy to be here with my Chumbas. Uh, Chumba 1, Chumba 2, Chumba 3, Chumba 4 is a surprise Chumba we'll talk to in a second here. I believe the band is called Chumba Wumba. <laughs> no, it's it's now been changed to Chumba Wumba. <laughs> I get knocked down. Also, uh, Shay, great news before we get out of this intro. Two things real quick. Number one, uh, for the first time in a year, I am drinking on the podcast. Oh, no. Congratulations, everyone. Oh, no. You can't see it because I have a background. My background's fucking up. It and is a tall is an audio yeah, podcast. Yeah, Skype is watching out for us here. It's a Moscow Mule tall boy. So, not bad. Not Delicious. bad. And the second news of the year is right when 1201 struck and the new year began, I kissed my wife, walked upstairs, and Judy took off her clothes for me. Oh, yeah. I started off the new year with cyber sex. Um, yeah. So, it's great. Um, riding high. I got that afterglow, that after sex afterglow, you know. So, that's what it is. Is that that's what, that what you get when you're is. pregnant? Uh, isn't it? Called, no, is it, is it called Afterglow? I don't know. It's something like that, where like you, uh, have, that, that, you have that radiance after you get laid, and people are like, "What? What's up with you? You just seem like yeah." You're good it is an me. Afterglow. It's uh when you go to Planned Parenthood, uh, get a test, oh, no. and they f- <laughs> <laughs> they give you an Afterglow Xbox One controller. <laughs> That's right. Does anything good ever follow? The I'm sorry, ups- your yeah. Xbox One controller. Has chlamydia and gonorrhea. We're gonna have to throw it away. But we still love it. Afterglow. Anyways, 
enough about this. Yes, anyways, this, I'll shut up now. Happy to be here with my chumbas. Thank you for being here, Morgan. And like I teased, we have our first guest of 2021. We have this wonderful, wonderful human being. He has the most glorious beard here out of the five of us. Um, nice, full, luscious head of hair. And he has a puckering sphincter. We have the Rev here. The Rev... Can I just call you Rev or the Rev? Does it matter? Uh, Rev is perfectly fine. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah. Thank you for complimenting my hair. I'm very proud of having it at 32. I'm proud of you. I'm jealous. Like, Keep it up. If you've looked, all of us have varying degrees of hair loss. The fuck I think Rich probably has the fullest head of hair at this point. Oh, thank um, God. <laughs> yeah, you're, but... you're 32 years old? Dude, you don't look a day over 31. I'm impressed. Oh, thank oh. you. Thank you so much. Oh. It's that it's that 2021 afterglow. After birth. <laughs> oh, maybe. That Oki afterbirth? Yeah. Yes. Oki. So, <laughs> thank you for being here, Rev. This show is going to be a little bit different from normal Chomping After Darks. It's kind of going to be a blend between the Chomp cast as you hear us settling into these longer intros and a little bit more crass humor as you than usual on the show. Um and usually, as you guys know, I write a script for each game. This game, I decided, you know what? We're going to kind of free ball it. And, um, of course, they're, they're going to be spoilers. The show is still Hold full on. of spoilers. This is a spoiler show. And this episode, um, full disclosure, we're going to be pretty much isolating it to the main story as half of us here have actually not explored enough of the side content. And so we're going to be planning a separate show at a later date to discuss all the side content. And yes, Rev, you are more than welcome to join us for that episode as well. Gladly. Um, yeah. So I want us to stick to just the main story. Um, there, there can be small tangents here and there. Uh, so just be on the lookout for that. And uh, without further ado, at this point, there will be spoilers. Mm-hmm. There will be spoilers. Um, and there will be spoilers. Say, um... Shay, like you said, if there's like a small tangent, just because like it's hard to talk about things like, like romancing primary characters without kind of going a teeny bit into some side stuff. But um, I also it's it's because this is a special show that's going to go in our main feed next week. I took all these cyberpunk related polls from our at Sorchomp Instagram page. If you're checking out the show, and for this very special occasion, I will drop some polls in here. Me and Shay talked about this earlier this week, so you'll get some uh, some fun poll discussion too. That's right. That's right. So, without further ado, here we go. We are going into the main story. So, be ready for spoilers. So, the game starts out with you picking your character, whether you want to be the male or female V, and you're choosing one of three life paths. Whether you want to be a nomad, you want to be, excuse me, you want to be a street kid, or you want to be a corpo. And each line has very different backstory. Um... The general gameplay doesn't vary a significant amount depending on which line you choose. However, some bits and pieces of the main story change as well as the options you have for dialogue in certain situations. So um, there's not a huge difference there in who you pick, but that's the start of the game. So the player, V, is dropped into 2077. And you meet a local fixer named Dexter Deshawn, who hires V and also hires Jackie Wells to 
go find something called the Relic, which is a biochip from Arasaka Corporation. So they acquire the Relic and they see a very, very important event. They see the assassination of the head of Arasaka Corporation by his own son. So, after that, they attempt to escape. The son tries to cover up the murder, and they are captured. And what ends up happening is Jackie is murdered. Your good friend for the <laughs> first two hours of the game is murdered. Oh, but you have that's that how whole we montage. Start the game. Yeah, that I had a whole montage to tell us that we were friends. This is the very beginning of the game. I understand I breezed over a lot of things. But what are your guys' first impressions of the game? At that point, you have done all this stuff. You've witnessed the main um, problem in the game that you are eventually going to work towards at the end. What are your guys' initial impressions? Anyone can jump in. I think... By that time, by the time the title card drops, I think you've played enough to have a valid impression on the game. And by the time the title card dropped, I was fucking stoked. You know, I was super into the gameplay. I was super into the story. I love the city. I love the characters. Uh, I was going in with high expectations. So I was pretty into it. So, you know, one thing I actually should have mentioned, when we're talking about our first impressions and everything... Um, we should actually mention what console we're playing on because I think that's going to actually differentiate to the the impressions there because everybody is has obviously everybody knows at this point that this game has been having a lot of issues on certain systems. Um, I believe Rev was playing on computer. Is that correct? Yes, PC. I was playing okay. on the Sega Saturn. <laughs> oh, that's you're gonna say Dreamcast. <laughs> uh, Sega Nomad. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Well, that's cool. So, like, what, Rev, what endeared you to everything? Like, why why did it hit such a positive note early on? Great question. Um, I don't know. I love the city and the setting. I think that's, like, one of the most prevalent things that you see and interact with in the game is the city itself. Um... I think they put you right in it. I think it feels good for a city setting. You know, you can look across, you see the scale of everything, but when you're there, you know, you're just kind of on a city block, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I I know the de- the devs had mentioned that they wanted to make this the city feel incredibly lifelike. And from what I've seen on the PC, it definitely looks closer to what they were trying to achieve. Did you feel that way? Yeah, um, there's definitely a lack of, like, variation in, like, the on-street NPCs. You see the same, like, five bros walking around. Uh, you see, like, the big Hawaiian-looking dude, Uncle Tito-looking motherfucker <laughs> in the blue tank top walking around. There's, like, six of them on the block at once. Uh, they all that... went to uh, Forever 21 to get their do tank you, tops. Do you yeah. think they'll ever, they'll ever fix those terrifying children? <laughs> I don't get that, like kid walking around like metal legs and a metal arm like I'm... well it, it it's all the all for anyone who is, is unfamiliar with the weird uh circumstance here the the children don't have unique models they're just other models shrunken down yeah it's they're a little horrifying. bit scary mm-hmm. that's amazing i didn't even notice that 
The same thing in The Witcher 3, though. The kids yeah. were just, like, small Just little people. dudes. It was bizarre. Which which leads me to believe they're not going to fix it, which is... <laughs> no, I hope a, not. A blessing and a curse. I hope not. <laughs> you see one every, like, 20 minutes. It's not that immersion-breaking. I mean, it depends yeah, no. on the roles. Because, again, <laughs> I, think, a... I think the... Like you were saying, the... You know, we see the five of the same thing. It seems... I think the pedestrians are all, like, random. Like, random set of stuff but like it but it, the, it only rolls a, a set number pot. and then it probably you know propagates the entire city with yeah. whatever you roll at the beginning yeah there. um and like i don't know like i have to suspect like maybe that is something that'll be improved upon like i don't know i don't make I video so. games but that's one so. thing that could definitely be fixed i mean it's yeah, a small complaint sure. ultimately i'm sure but yeah but i mean just overall you were pretty pleased with the intro to the game getting thrust into the world getting thrust into the conflict and just kind of just all the thrusting taking a lot, a lot of, thrusting. of thrusting and taking control of v yeah i thought i thought it was great i uh i was a little off put that they were saying oh the whole thing's gonna be in first person but i think they do it very well you know considering so. that they've not even close to made something like this before uh i think yeah. it all handles very well i think the shooting's really good if um, if I'm allowed, if I can talk now, if I'm allowed. To talk, <laughs> it's um, not that you can't talk. I was trying no, to launch us into the out. initial conversation. Well, is all he, that's fine. Look, I I wasn't trying to to jump in. What I was trying to say, I was just trying to help a little bit. Was that the the first thing you do in the game that's most important is I want to know what life path you guys all chose because before you meet up with Jackie, you choose either you're a nomad, a street kid, or a corpo. So I wanted to hear how that's, because that story launches even to even meeting Jackie before, and we're already, like, in the first question, we're already to, like, Jackie dying. So I wanted to just go back and find out, like, where you guys, what path you chose, and, like, how do you felt about the transition to meeting Jackie? And, and, because then you get to that montage that the Rev is talking about. I mean, that stuff's very surface level. Like, it, it feels very inconsequential. I mean, I went with the street kid thing, but you're talking about, like, one mission that amounts to, like, maybe 20 minutes of gameplay. Um, If anything, I was a little bit disappointed with those because, again, I I can't speak for the Corpo or the Nomad one, but they did feel really surface level. Like, the street kid mission is, um, you're you're in a bar when the game starts, and you are essentially hired to go steal a car. And you, when you go to steal, steal said car, um, Jackie Wells is there and he pulls a gun on you and you end up both getting, you know, like basically taken down by police who then don't want to go through the paperwork of having to arrest you. So they just let you go and then roll into the montage. Like it wasn't bad world building, but it just feels really inconsequential and it's just a shallow, quick mission. There's nothing wrong with it, but I just kind of wish there were more there. Yeah, um, yeah. Spe- specifically to the Street Kid one, that one feels a little strange because then after Jackie dies, you go back and see a lot of the same stuff again because Jackie's kind of got the same backgrounds you're you're seeing. You know, you're going back to the bar and, and, and whatnot. Um, and it's it's a little weird because your first time there, it just doesn't... It didn't feel like there was a lot to it. Um, yeah. I think, though, it's pretty simple. I don't think it's a bad way to provide a little context to uh, 
you know your origin no no it's not bad it just i i, I find myself wanting more out of it than what was given to me a little more difference well, like a, a little more variation and a little less like this surface level like i would have been cool with that whole intro at tacking on another hour and a half two hours yeah were you a street kid too right kev yeah yeah i was a street kid all street kids good god yeah well, you're the only oh, corpo we're, scumbag we're playing here. cyberpunk you're a corpo kinda... oh my uh-huh. god I'm leaving. Uh, yeah, I would too if I could. <laughs> Go ahead, Shay. I'll get to the corpo thing. In a no, you're good. What What I wanted to say is, I think that, um, I I didn't really see a purpose in picking which line I wanted to go on because throughout the world and throughout the game, as you are doing missions, whether it's side missions or main missions, the only, um, the only purpose for being one of them is. F- for points of dialogue, I guess. That and it's, it kind of feels arbitrary at that point because there are other ways to effectively get the information that you want. It just makes it a little bit quicker to get that information if you have picked the right line. So if I'm a street kid and I'm trying to get into this area mm-hmm. and this guy said, oh, no, you can't go in here. Well, maybe I get a line of dialogue as a street kid that says, well, your boss wouldn't appreciate it because I know your boss's name and I know how the streets work. And that's that's the extent of it. And it's like, okay, that's great that that haste, hastens things up. But at the same time, I can find a different way to get into that building if I really want to. Through an air um, Depending on where I allocate, allocate points into various skills or I can sneak in. And I wish that whichever line... Each one of us picked, uh, the four of us picked Street Kid and uh, more than you picked Corpo, that there were some missions that went along with that. Because by the end of the game, I didn't really truly understand what it meant to be a Street Kid and why. All I understood was basically Street Kid means you understand what's going on on the streets. But why? Why Why would V potentially be a Street Kid? What? How would he handle certain situations? And would that define him as a street kid or them? I should say them as a street kid, or if uh, V was a corpo, what defines them as a corpo? And I didn't really feel that by the end of the game, personally. I um, I think I'm like in the. I think I agree with both of you guys. Like, uh, but I think I'm probably a little closer to Rev for, for. So, for example, in like something Mass Effect, it's like, or I don't even know that's a good example, but a lot of games you just get like a text box that's like. This is your past, and this is your history, and this is who you are. So I thought it was cool that there was, like, for example, the Corpo one, you you meet this really creepy guy in this, like, really fancy-looking, like, cybernetic kind of office. Um, you get into, like, a That was a fancy, Mitch McConnell. I don't know. I forgot what they called those big, like, air, those cyber airplanes, whatever they're called, those, like, helicopter things. Um, you get in one of those, and you're, like, drinking a, a glass of champagne and looking Helos? out the window. What was that? Hilo? Is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah, Helos. Yes, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry for um, no, no. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you get you get into like this corporate helo that's set for you, and he gives you this fucked up task, and you like you're looking out the window, sipping champagne. And you go to this bar, and like I actually, other than the first shot of the game, which was like looking into those awful mirrors, I thought it was a pretty like interesting setup, and I got a lot of interesting dialogue when it came to like people like Meredith Stout, who's also in corporations, and she was like kind of drawn to me, and like. Uh, you get some nice options, but I do, I do think it could have been longer. It could have been like another hour or so. And I would have been, I would have been pretty cool at that because I was, I was digging it. You, you know? would have really but, learned what it meant to be a sellout. 
I think the I think the corpo. Well, she's not really a sellout. It's <laughs> just she's willing to be more a little more ruthless. And the cool thing is because it's cyberpunk, a lot of the architecture and stuff you're seeing in the corpo intro is very cyberpunky. You know, glowing furniture, crazy ass like uh. Uh, plan- even when you're in the the Hilo and you're looking out at the city and everything, it's just it. You go you watch a board meeting where a bunch of like corporate board members get murdered. How punk! <laughs> you <laughs> you get, watch a board meeting. <laughs> you do. They get they get murdered. Uh, but it's cool. But it's really quick. It's just you know they're trying to show some dark shit happen. So yeah, I I loved my intro. I just wish it was longer. But it did give me some cool options throughout the game. So when I was role playing my V, I was imagining her as someone who had gotten her life together enough to like try to make it in the corporate world and was willing to take some risks do some dark shit and then they back you know they they uh turned their back on her they betrayed her and then kicked her out and then she had to take this life as a merc so i was trying to role play that whole thing but i, I would recommend to anyone if you really want to get a lot of the cyberpunk like architecture and stuff the corporo intro is really cool for that i do have yeah. to say that a lot of the uh origin theme dialogue lines i found like Seven out of ten of them really only exist to make me sound like an asshole when I don't, I'm not trying to. <laughs> they they, yeah, they right. do, don't they? And mm-hmm. like 90% of the time, they don't go anywhere. It's just like, here's yeah. a weird comment I have on this thing. Now let's say the thing that really moves the conversation along. Yeah, that's definitely how it seems. Like, I've definitely found, like, street kid interacting in, like, street kid setting. It makes more of a difference than, like talking to a corpo because talking to a corpo you're just going to say something real shitty and and they're just going to move past it mm-hmm. you yeah. know versus like in a street kid talking to the street kid stuff you get a little more out of that which i guess makes a degree of sense but it just it, it ends up when so much of it is like spinning your wheels on the conversation it ends up feeling like it doesn't really have an impact yeah okay yeah i i don't what? know there might be a couple I was double checking, but I think there might be a couple side quests. I did one that seemed very related to my my pack because he was mentioning specific people that had betrayed me and stuff like that. So I think there might be some side quests related to that. Uh, th- there's there's some stuff that almost seems like of the same brand of that. Um, that that I think is more interesting. Like if you guys remember, um, that that story mission where you go to. Uh, we could talk about this more when we get to that mission, but just where you infiltrate that, like, joy toy bar and you're talking to the manager in the office. Like, I had a dialogue option in that that was related to a random side mission I had done earlier where I had killed a Tiger Claw boss named Jotaro, and, which is great because I was thinking about JoJo the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so when I was in the office, I had a dialogue option where I could be like, you heard about Jotaro? You heard what happened to him? And they're like, yeah, he turned up dead. Yeah, some kind of accident. And I'd be like, no, that was fucking me. And I'm going to do the same thing to you if you don't talk. <laughs> and it let, help, let me cut through like 90% of that dialogue to just get some the kind information of accident. I needed. Yeah. Just a mass yeah. katana related accident going on at that They bar found there. it in some sort of industrial katana accident. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, li- I like the dialogue in these games, but like it's still one of those things where it feels very much like a game. Like, okay, which dialogue option is going to get me what I want? You know, it's they, they haven't really mastered like free form dialogue nah, yet in video games, and I don't know when they will. Yeah, when I go to parties, I talk to people in Mass Effect dialogue trees. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, just I, I always have a list of, you know, three to five prepared comments that I'm going to walk through. Yeah. Oh, tell me about flat you just pull panel out a piece TVs. of paper out of your pocket. 
they're like uh i guess i have a i have an lcd tv they're pretty good i'm done talking about lcd tvs tell me about hi-fi sound systems i like when you walk away sometimes in the middle of a conversation it's like personal just be like oh what so we're just done here (laughs) yeah well the funny thing is they they set up blue options where it's like yes i can learn more about this but you know the blue is kind of irrelevant so you're like well i can dig into it if i want but it's just kind of like you know the the blue choices are usually inconsequential tell me about the the quarian immune system yeah it's it is it is strange because like again it's this is based off of an rpg but it it does it doesn't feel like your choices really matter in this game as far as like not in a significant any sort of it's nothing like fallout like pick a faction you want to side with and stuff like it's it's like way way smaller as far as the uh the influence you actually have given all those dialogue options um yeah you definitely have a little less agency yeah just kind of related everything's to be seems to be associated to the mission you're in like it doesn't really have yeah outside impact one thing i wonder about and you know i don't want to keep calling back to the witcher 3 but that's the biggest point of reference for you know cd project Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff in that game, you would do all things in the envir- in the world, and very small things would change about the world from time to time. And I don't know where I'm at in the main story, like, progression-wise, so I don't know if that stuff happens or does not. So that's what I'm most interested to see. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This One thing that we were kind of talking about privately, uh, Josh and I were talking about the other day, is that it's it's a little difficult because um you guys i i wanted to reflect in there but i wanted you guys to talk as well the yeah they definitely haven't mastered the dialogue yet in this game because or just in games in general but especially this game because there were times where i would choose dialogue and what was said versus what was on the screen were two very different things and it ended up influencing some conversations negatively yeah that's like the um, yeah. mass effect 2 syndrome oh, not even just that yes. i noticed I've, I've watched a couple other people playing it as uh the male v and the lines they'll pick the same thing that i did and the line is completely different based off of the same prompt based off of which voice actor you have saying the line and it's it's like just that's tonally cool. it's very different and it's yeah it, that's kind of cool though that that I I like that a lot, but um, th- but it, makes it is unclear except that you can't really tell what perspective the like it, what the options are gonna do. So, right, and it, yeah, and it registers that's, that's, the same response anyway. Yeah, agitated yeah. response. Well, it's funny right. when you like yeah when you do all the yellow responses and then it's just like it takes you back to the one response you were trying to avoid anyway. It's just like okay, gone, gone, gone. Well, I have to say this anyway. <laughs> so well, that's yeah. like all right. I have a question. I don't want to. I don't want to railroad this like Morgan did. Am I allowed to pose a question, Shay? <laughs> Absolutely. No, you're you're fine. I just want like I only got Aren't mad at Morgan because I was trying to throw us into the beginning of the conversation before anybody commented. But yeah, Shay, you're fine. but, but Shay, before so, we get to twenty, uh, yeah, seventy-seven. <laughs> maybe the, uh, maybe if we get a in the uh, the Maelstrom mission where you have to go get the bot for the heist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes. Did you guys take the money from the Corpo chick? Yeah, I did. You did? Everybody well, I was did? a Corpo, so like I had all these I... dialogue options that sort of bonded us together, and then she gave me the corporate credit card, and then whenever... And that's what I used to... Because it, there was a chip in the in the payment, so when you pay with it, it shuts everything down 
in that building and it fucks gave, everything up. I, I used the money, but I had taken the virus off before I gave it to them, and I oh, and weird. I and I told them about it. So I told mm. I told the corpo chick to shove it when she tried to give me the money. And so as I'm going in there and you're talking to Royce and like your options are like dwindling and I'm down to like give $10,000, which I don't have. Or the other option was like stand up and shoot him in the back of the head. So like, yeah, it's sort of a big leaping point. Be like, OK, I can't afford to pay him, but that doesn't necessarily mean I want to pull a gun on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I thought it was interesting because just talking to like a couple friends that have played it is like that scenario plays out very, very differently, whether you debugged you know the credit chip yeah whether you gave them the bugged credit chip or you didn't have the 10 grand or you gave them 10 grand of your own money you know like that put you in various different scenarios for that mission at least oh. that leaves some characters surviving and some characters not further in the game yeah and that also yeah. can affect your standing with maelstrom and some later stuff like i mean i played that out in a oh, very they don't like me <laughs> oh, oh see i actually am on very good terms with maelstrom because one i debugged it and gave it to them then i said oh militech's knocking on your door by the way royce still got killed but i also saved brick on the way out uh, see, I sh- I blew Royce's head off, and then I shot my way out of that place. I killed every motherfucker yeah, in that building. Yeah, I, I had to. I ended up having to kill Royce because he saw me let Brick out. Um, but then later oh, on, when I met weird. up with them, Brick was running Maelstrom again, and like Maelstrom was cool. Like they were all a little pissed off at me, but Brick would be like, if they gave me shit, Brick would be like, oh fuck off, V's cool. Yeah. All right, that's interesting. See, yeah, uh-huh. Dude, that's this. This I think is the coolest stuff to discuss about this game is like where they're the divergence. It's not necessarily like a revolutionary thing, but there it does sound. Like there's a good amount of. But that's the stuff that's almost yeah. more interesting is the little stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I almost wish know. there was faction reputation in this. Like, I think that would be more interesting if any. That would have been really freaking cool, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. the, the yeah, thing like is, when you're looking whole... at the map, when you're looking at the map and you see all these factions, mm-hmm. it. It it doesn't even play into that much effect. Like you think about other sandbox or open world games, when you go into certain faction areas, Grand if you've Theft been doing Auto, missions San for Andreas. another faction, you're gonna get attacked. And yeah. it doesn't even it doesn't matter. It doesn't even it's, play it's just in... it's just the enemy type that you're fighting. And I mean they're right. all still basically humanoid, but like with slight stat differences. Like, yeah, dude, like to be I don't give a to... shit that the animals aren't gonna like what I'm doing because it has no real bearing on where the story's going. Exactly. And yeah, it just when has to do with whether they factions, shoot at me when they see me. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you see those certain factions, it didn't even matter. They'd be like, Oh no, the animals are pissed. I'm like, Who the fuck are the animals? And then you go to the next yeah. area and then it's like this faction's pissed at you. I was like, I don't know who any of these fucking factions it, are. Also, and how did they yeah. include the animals of all the gangs from the cyberpunk lore and not include the gang where they've all had pla- plastic surgery to look like John F. Kennedy? Uh-huh. Oh, man, that's, that's a that's golden the true opportunity. Right but Ke- Kennedy to, licensing's expensive. Yeah, to kind the, of circle the Kennedys back to, are the best gang in cyberpunk lore. To circle back to what the Rev asked earlier, and then we can <laughs> progress with the story. He asked... Um, do some of the choices change small parts about the world? And I think that they do in that um, if you make certain choices or you, um, you've you read certain points of dialogue, even the blue points of dialogue, much further in the game, some of that stuff is referenced. Um, I, w- I, I wasn't going to say too much. Like I said, we we're going to save the side missions for later. But an example of that is when you attend uh, Jackie's funeral, 
which is actually one of the side missions, but it's a which is direct not a thing branch I off the main mission to go to. Well, that's fair. Um, hmm. af- like much further in the game, you get a side mission, and it's a small side mission, but you have to basically break into the back office of this bar. And if you attended the funeral and you you talked with people at the funeral, this guy you will recognize him, and he's just this random bouncer in this bar. And then you recognize him from Jackie's funeral and you recognize that they were friends. And then he lets you into the back office. And I think that's that's really cool cool that it has that um, level of effect across the board in the game. Because a lot of open world games, um, maybe Mass Effect is as close as you get to that. A lot of open world games don't have that level of memory across the board for what you do and how your actions affect the world. And I think that's really, really cool. Um, It's never on a grand scale, but even like the small, minute missions that you do can carry over into other small missions. I think that's really cool. I think that was one definite strength of the game. If there's a moment in a later mission that makes me like actually recall something I did like fucking 50 hours ago in this game i think that's good game development yeah for, you that, know that, that's like good nothing story, it right? doesn't have to be like a different flag flying over the city every time you could complete a mission just something like that the subtlety i appreciate i do too yeah it's it's hard to t- like with the the meredith stout stuff like i had that really tense scene because i used her corporate credit card and right after that mission we pretty much became friends and then she wanted to fuck so it worked out great for she me. She became your honestly. sugar mama. She gave you uh, money and she left a dildo on the bed. It was a rare dildo and I beat people to death with it. But that, that was a beauty. weird sex scene. I have the crafting recipe for that dildo. It, that, that was a weird sex scene. It was very weird. Uh, and then I felt used, which is typical. I I felt I felt very I felt used. So used. I don't even know if that was consensual for me if I'm being honest. I just, was, walked, I just boring. walked in that room was, and it happened. Oh, it was consensual. I mean, I drove to the hotel at 100 miles an hour to get that pussy. I thought um, I thought I was just getting some fucking weird FBI corpo missions. And then I walk in and she's there in this weird, like, titty harness with the nipple tape and the, the Okay, she said go to the no-tell motel and you thought you were getting fucking FBI missions. To be fair, you do meet a lot of people at the no-tell motel I, in yeah, this game. I've and a lot of the time it is for people. a mission briefing. I, uh-huh. I remember being pretty clear that I was getting Yeah, I met, I, I met Robo Grind at the hotel a mission we briefing a mission debriefing in morgan's uh, uh, case right but he, but what else as i'm taking off the underwear in case nobody got that joke <laughs> oh, it was Debrief. by the way rich thank you for allowing me to use be the first professional review to include the term mushroom stamping i appreciate that i really uh, wanted to cut it but uh editing that review had already really broken my spirit given your eyes ulcers um, but, yeah. but so there's probably a lot of stuff that unless you know how everything spirals out, it's hard to give it credit for. But as far as like the the main narrative goes as well, I was I was really impressed up until that point, um, up until the point Shay talked about where Jackie passes, because, you know, after my corporate introduction, I go through the montage, which I thought was cute. And then you're doing missions as a merc and you're befriending Jackie and getting used to the world. And I was filled with all this awe. And I, I was I was surprised <laughs> that when Jackie that how good a job they did with Jackie, because when he passed, I was sad. And also yeah. the transfer of the chip and how he had to put it in himself <laughs> and how he pulls that gun out of his well, head, Josh got a shoves it in yours. Uh, yeah, that was a good. Horrible clip. glitch, yeah. Josh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, horrible, but, but, and then he and then he bounces around the car <laughs> take my head gun <laughs> but yeah he gives you i want to chime he... in 
I really like the montage. Yeah, I, I did too. Uh, I thought the montage. I mean, sure, you could have another act. In the, the montage game, is but, entertaining. Um, but what I was getting at was just in summation was that the the way they they framed the heist into Jackie getting hurt and then putting the chip inside of him because the the chip was in a container that needed to like represent like some form of like organic protection so he had to put the chip inside of him but then he was dying so then he gives the chip to you and then it sets you off on this crazy journey because you have this prototype relic chip inside of you with the engram of johnny silverhand and that sets off the hold on hold um, on hold on hold on you're jumping so far ahead. I'm, just, I'm just saying that like that whole back and forth was just surprisingly well done i was not expecting that okay, okay. now you have keanu reeves cortana <laughs> that's uh-huh. right what I what are you doing? V? I didn't Giving like the that montage. Back there, bah. I I think this is the last thing we can discuss about this intro before we move on. I and you guys feel free to jump in there. I didn't like the montage really because what? there's there's nowhere else in the game that does that at all. And you're granted, I still cared about Jackie, but I didn't feel like some of the characters in there were optimized. They throw a lot of little side gigs and missions in the game that don't really matter like you're driving around the world and somebody is getting assaulted and you can help the police which fuck that who's gonna I help did. the police it's very and, punk. Um, some corpo scumbag <laughs> right but you're 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 asked to do all these little inconsequential missions which i guess adds to the the world building or whatever but i wish that they would have taken some of those resources and pulled it into a little bit of a longer intro um, more because, time with Jackie would have been great. I, I, I well, more time, with not just Jackie, but T Bug and uh, my boy Vic. Dexter Deshaun. Because you you get the impression like this montage is basically kind of hurrying you through, um, to get you to a point in the game to where oh now Jackie and I have a relationship and oh now I know this character named T Bug and I've done all these and now we're missions taking on for this Dexter Deshaun. Yeah, well, right, you never worked for Deshaun before. Well, you were working. I'm sorry, I misspoke. I should have said you're working up to him. You're doing yeah, yeah. all these missions to work up to him, and because you at that point you would, you know like you've heard rumors of who he is because you are well, if you are a street kid, you've heard the rumors of who he is. Um, but you're um, you watch this watch this montage, and it wasn't as affecting. I wish that there were at least a few missions with Jackie and T Bug. That way, I know why I'm supposed to have this emotional relationship, especially when T-Bug dies, yeah. um, is killed by, I believe uh, T-Bug is killed by a net runner, if I, if I remember correctly. Um, and then obviously Jackie is killed and Dexter Jashan, um, which we're about to get to uh, betrays you that it would have had much of a, a much more emotional impact. Yeah. I and I think it would have been better for the world building and character building had they, instead of done the montage, which was, I mean, it was cool. And, but I think it just went against what the game, what the whole game was trying to do, which well, was get you immersed into it with all these various characters. Yeah. Especially if, you know, you just finished a mission and run to the bathroom during that cutscene. That's literally the only character development that they give for well, a I- lot of a lot of the stuff you're supposed to have context for at that if, point. If I could play devil's like, advocate, though. It's like 30 seconds worth of stuff that's supposed to make you care about a killer, character they're about to kill they, off. Sometimes right. you do, there's two things. First of all, sometimes you care about them in retrospect. Like you said, Shay, when you went to like Jackie's funeral and you met his family and stuff. It, a lot of games mm-hmm. will do that where you 
like we all, I think we all pretty much felt sad when Jackie died, but you kind of learn more about his past and his family in retrospect, right? But um, you know, you do. I th- I do think I did enough with Jackie. And honestly, if you do a lot of side content, that first act for me was probably much longer than it was. Like Shay messaged us in the private app, and he was like, um, uh, in the private chat, and he was like. Guys, there's a sad part coming up, and I was like, "Holy shit! How is Shay already ahead of me? He never, he's never ahead of me in games." And I think it was because, like, I was that whole chapter for me was much longer because I was doing more side content at the time, so it didn't feel like this constrained thing. Um, I do agree that T Bug just kind of drops out like a fly, but honestly, she, who, I didn't really care about T Bug, and I was like, "Yeah, you don't even meet T Bug like, if you don't cares? if you skip the yeah, tutorial." Yeah, I was just like, she drops out so quickly. I was expecting her to come back. Yeah. There, there, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. even seem like. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because she's gone and nobody seems to give a shit <laughs> in a way that bothered me. D-bug, like uh, she was, she was your net runner. She was the, like the third, uh, you know, like pillar of your op, your crim- criminal operation, your merc operation. Mm-hmm. And V just doesn't seem to care. No. Yeah. It's weird. Jackie gets this massive funeral. T-Bug is an afterthought. And it's, like, it's, it's kind of no. <laughs> anyway, right? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, the the with how strong the story and the world building is. It just is jarring. They that... expect you to get close to people quick in that game. Like all characters, they expect you to be like, okay, here's River Ward, you know, the one-eyed cop, as just like, okay, like y'all just like shot up this, uh, you know, office building and all that, and it's like, yeah, what are you doing later? <laughs> you want to like, like, come over know? to my sister's place and have dinner? Dude? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like it's just like, what the fuck I... is this guy? And I... like, yeah, I'll play along. You know, it's a video game, but they do expect you to get close quick. Yes, yeah. I, and that could be relative to how much you do with each character. Like for me, for example, with River. Well, we can't. Is he part of the main story? He's not part of the main story. No, no, he's okay, not. We're not allowed to talk River today. He is at some point. Isn't I don't he? think no. so. He's completely really? okay. engrossed in In fact, Shay got into our chat and he was no like, shit. guys, you gotta see the farm mission with River. And I'm like, what the fuck is River? <laughs> I played this game for 30 hours. I don't know who River is. And then I went and did all his content because it opens up through other stuff. So, um, anyway, that's interesting. Interesting that you've, you've <laughs> felt that way. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. It's not even a matter of just beelining it through the story because most of the side content also has nothing to do with any characters whatsoever. They're just like, There's like, there needs to be like another tier of like side content. Yeah, because they've got got the world stuff that's blue, but then there's still yellow quests that have nothing to do with any character at all, and it's just like go kill a bunch of dudes, hit or miss, or like buy an SUV. Yeah, yeah, it's like I have like all these like character, like all the Pan Am quest lines show up under the side quests, but so does like. The fucking Night City Fight Club, the, like, street racing, like, all that shit that, like, it's fine, but, like, I'm not really there for that. Mm-hmm. And, the, like, the street I got, racing like, in itself was, like, the most under... Like, I did all the street racing just because I was interested to see what was happening with Claire, but the driving in this game is so gives God me... It's awful. so bad that <laughs> yeah. I was like, thank God. Like, it's almost like they're aware of it because they made winning those races so easy. Mm. And like well, I thought, like man, like mouse and keyboard wasn't the way to go for driving. So I like I, played yeah. with the controller on my lap, and like yep. now nah, that sucks too. <laughs> like I just yeah, the driving was not great, but the motorcycles uh, are definitely the way to go. Yeah, one hundred percent. I I agree that with in in context of the intro that the game definitely expects you to build relationships quickly, and 
yeah. with the rest of the relationships that you build in the game, it just felt kind of a disservice to Jackie and T-Bug. T-Bug is, is not as big of a deal because obviously wasn't that important yeah, of a like character. I, I get if it was supposed to be like someone you got, you picked up for that mission instead of like part of your crew. But she but clearly wasn't. Yeah. She was yeah, part of your like, crew. I don't, I don't know. Like seriously, right whenever it moves into the montage and he's like, Hey, let's go to go see my mom. We'll have lunch. You should have, we should have actually had that lunch. Like I was hungry. If we actually, if that was not part of, the montage, but we actually went to have lunch, and then at some point they did a time skip, do the montage, whatever. But like, can't have lunch with Jackie, but you can have it with River and his sister. That's yeah, because it was, it was like, weird, and their yeah. weird mute and her weird mutant children. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, after Jackie's funeral, his mom makes a big deal about like, oh, I want you to have Jackie's motorcycle. He loved this oh, bike. bike. He would have wanted though. you to have it. Oh. It's like, oh man, thanks. Like, I'm stoked to get a motorcycle. And you then, like, an and hour shit, later, and you have sex with Misty. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't no, have we're sex not. Misty, we're but... not. That was a dream you had. But like, you get the motorcycle, and then an hour later, you do the mission for Pan Am, uh-huh. and they're just like, "Oh, a Scorpion wants to would have wanted you to have this motorcycle." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Who the fuck is Scorpion? Like, Which one is Scorpion?" I saw this dude dead on the ground. Like I've never seen right. a Scorpion. Scorpion, Scorpion yeah. would have wanted you to have this, and I was like, "From Mortal Kombat?" Get over here, man! Like, yeah, like, well, Sub Zero would have wanted you to have this. <laughs> Shay, do you feel? Because I agree in theory with what you're saying. Um, but let me ask you a question. You had mentioned that you know in in our chat and like through conversations that you did, you know, you were pretty bummed when Jackie passed, and you've so so. Don't you think even though you wish you could have spent more time with her, that it was at least effective enough because you did feel um, sad whenever you know that moment occurred. What more you're trying yeah, to say yeah. is don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. That's right. Hashtag That's live, said. love, laugh. Um, no, I think that it was effective enough because, yeah, I was sad after Jackie died. And to be honest with you, I at times used his motorcycle because I was like, I, 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 I miss Jackie. Because but cars the thing are is, awful. <laughs> <laughs> that too. But... um. I wish that there was more time spent with him because I thought he was such a cool character that they were building up towards, um, even in spite of the montage. And it just, unfortunately, it felt like there it was so short. And I think that's kind of the syndrome of the game expecting you to build these relationships so quickly. And I feel like some of the relationships yeah. that you have with some of the bigger characters are explored more thoroughly than other characters. I felt Jackie could have been one of those characters that um, is explored a lot more, especially if he's referenced 50 hours later into the game. I think that's something that needs to be done. If you're going to bring a character back, even in spirit, 50 hours later, especially given the scope of this game, it's, it's, I played for six hours the other day and literally fucking nothing happened because I got on a streak of those side quests that had nothing to do with anything. So, like, if I'm going to spend that much time doing nothing, I think they can manage 45 minutes to to give more context to something that actually matters. And also the time you do spend with Jackie, I was eager to see more of him. Like, I I was disappointed he isn't in more of the game because I really liked him as your sort of sidekick, like, buddy cop character. Like, yeah, yeah. they had a really cool dynamic. 
But yeah, I think that's, that's what you guys. I think that's what they. Hmm. Okay, we we can move on. But I just want to say I think that's the point is that we always miss we always miss people when we have less time with them. Like it's like a relationship that was too short, or like an artist that killed themselves too soon, and we reflect almost more longingly on their music. Like there's something about losing yeah. people a little more. That's why they care off. That's why they kill off Eris in the disc one. Yeah, I talk. I talked to Misty Man. Trust me, Jackie. Once you spend enough time with a guy, he's really obnoxious. So we got the perfect amount of time with him. I think to love his presence. Wow, and, a way to speak miss- ill just- the digital dead. Yeah. <laughs> the video dead. They got just enough time to be with Jackie and not feel too guilty about banging his girl. Uh, it's I, the I, I, I was thinking, like, me. what kind of tasteless joke can I do? He's like, that's not true. I don't miss my grandpa at all. And, and Shay, I, <laughs> I promise you, I'm not going to talk about the side quest because that's the rule. I just wanted to say to what Josh said, that even when you do those missions, Josh, you were saying for, like, nothing, you do get calls from characters, and there is world building there. So I don't feel like they're nothing. That's... That's what I was going to say. I mean, like, Boy, you do, do you build some kind of relationship characters. with some of the fixers who are giving you the jobs. And some of those fixers do come into play in some of the bigger but, missions. Yes, I, I agree. Say I agree 100%. Like, yes. You are constantly, like, not, not to get too derailed, but it actually ties into the main story. You get a lot of missions and, like, buy a car from Wakako, but she actually plays into the main story. Mm-hmm. So even if you're even if you're doing these kind of lame-ass side missions or these don't really affect the world side missions that you're getting from Wakako, you are building a relationship with her. So when you see her later in the game, it makes, and, but I sense. will say this to you. I a hundred percent agree with you. Shay. I will say this to your point though, Josh there. I had no idea. Some of those question mark missions were so good because they're completely random. Like for example, when Shay said there was a mission about a talking yeah. gun that we're not going to talk about today. And that crazy mission with the crucifix and shit. I didn't know they could have moved those up into the side quest. There's log. no signaling that, it's going to be one of the interesting ones. I had ones, no idea just there's, looking on there's the map really good shit hidden in some of those. And that's I, why I feel like there needs to be like another tier for side content and mm-hmm. like move all the races and the fight club shit. Move that all to some like other tier below gigs or whatever. Yeah, I, not to I, like make that screen more convoluted. Just add it to but, not, nonsense should be the... Yeah, I'm actually going to push back on that <laughs> because... Uh, the, the cars, yes. Buying the cars put them in a different tier. I wish I could just delete and those. I, I know yeah. I'm saying that some of those side missions are kind of fluff, but I think it made when you find those other missions that much more impactful. Or and they could just not waste an hour of my time. Or like, why do there, I need seven listings for each fucking Delamain cab that went rogue? I have seven fucking listings, one for each car I have to find. Like, We could just clean do that, that as up. one yeah, mission, exactly. Yeah, there there could have been some level of cleanup in the menus and um, the map to some degree because that map is a little bit frustrating to navigate. But I also think that you know looking and f- looking for those cyber psychos and killing them and then happening upon a talking gun made it that much more interesting. Yeah, well, yeah I agree me. with Shay and Josh. Honestly, like I'm with Shay. Like whenever I yeah. opened the the question marks, it was like a random grab bag of fun. Like, is this going to be a, a great one or is this going to be a little a little world building? But is it going to be okay? Is it going to be pretty decent? Is it going to suck complete ass? I don't think any of them sucks complete ass, but there was... Nobody knows. They were just boilerplate. But to Josh's point, there were some that were really good that he wanted to experience, and there's no real indication of where those are. Yeah, you just you can't Agreed. tell. You can't to, tell. to be fair, I would replace the ones that do suck with 
like weirder mundane side Ones activities. That didn't suck. Well, no, no, like <laughs> they'd still kind of suck, but they'd just be a weirder kind of mundane. Like it'd be like Wakako uh. calls you and she's like, "Can you pick my grandkids up from school?" Yeah, I like, would love that. that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. And then you can more pick of that fucking weird. That sounds great, Rich. Grown ass adult, like but two... short looking grandkids. <laughs> Put two elementary school kids on the back of my fucking motorcycle uh-huh. and fly like 150 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Just ramming into a building. Mm-hmm. They go flying. Oh, oh, too far. Yeah, Jeez. motorcycles are also indestructible, by the way. Fun fact. Yeah. You will never blow up your motorcycle. It, it's yeah. impossible. It's the they haven't finished writing you that part of the code. You can't destroy them. Yeah. <laughs> it's made from cyber material. Come on. Cyber Anyways, stuff. We, we've... we've <laughs> We stayed way too long on this intro. We have the whole rest of the game to talk about, so let's move on. All right. So, as as Jackie, as Morgan said, as Jackie is ward, mortally, I can't fucking talk. As Morgan said, as Jackie is mortally wounded, he gives you the relic, which you integrate into your own cyberware. So, um, so you go back to Deshaun. He's furious at, at the unwanted attention, and he shoots V in the head and leaves V for dead in a landfill. The program suddenly activates from the relic, and V starts to see the dead, iconic rock star Johnny Silverhand, who is played by Keanu Reeves, who is thought to have died in 2023 from an attack on Arasaka. So, V heads to the Ripper dock, his friend Vic, and he tells and Vic tells V that when Deshaun shot him and killed him, it activated the chip, resurrecting him and beginning an irreversible progr- uh, an, irre- an irreversible process for Silverhand to gain consciousness and have his memories overwrite V's. V will die within a few weeks if he's not a or excuse me if they are not able to find a solution for the biochip overwriting his memory. So, at this point, we have the main conflict kind of unfolds. We've seen an assassination which plays a big part in the story and we also see that V has a few weeks left to live. Um how did you guys like the process of Johnny kind of going through the game with V um whether you are the male V or the female V I was the male V it'll be interesting to hear what you guys as you guys start to talk about this if you guys can let everyone know which V you were cuz that actually has some, like uh Josh was saying earlier that has some level of effect on your dialogue choices and the relationship that you build with Johnny Silverhand throughout the game but can you guys talk for a little bit about how uh, Johnny Silverhand kind of being there with a lot of these missions influenced the gameplay for you. I'm pretty impressed with how often he pops up, considering it's like Keanu Reeves and shit. I thought that was kind of going to be like a throwaway, but he's around for a lot of that game. And even when you're doing like the side content, like when you're like walking out of the apartment building, you just like shot the fuck up or whatever. He's, like, out there talking shit to you, you know, about something that is not really related to him. He's just got an opinion to share. I think it's interesting. I do want to go back. I'm pretty pissed off that in the promotion for the game, they gave away that entire motel scene. 
Oh, did they? I see. I didn't yeah. see it. I didn't. Yeah, that was like the big uh, E3 trailer last year, or last year, year before, or whatever. Was literally from Jackie dying to you waking up in the junkyard. Was like the whole trailer. Oh. So you just like blew like one of the biggest moments in the game and in it, your promotional. It's material. not much without context, but yeah, at the same time, it's a little bit of a weird choice. Yeah. But the context, all the context you need is like seeing Dexter, and that's pretty much it. seeing Dexter and seeing Jackie. You know how that ends because they yeah, just showed you. Yeah, they. I think they. I didn't see that. I thought they did a really good job with that part. Um, uh, as far as like, because that first Keanu Reeves is like the dark. He's like he's your nemesis. He's not popping up to, you know drop witty one-liners he he is fighting for that space and honestly you do that he's my fucking boy they, now you do that really cool flash <laughs> yeah, we're pretty chill you do that really cool flashback where you play him and he walks over and he pushes that guy up against the, the wall and you see his face in the mirror and you're like oh shit i'm keanu reeves and then he walks out and grabs the microphone i thought that was all like really well done um very brief but like I was like, damn, this Johnny Silverhand guy is a fucking asshole. I don't like this guy. I, I, I think those sort of scenes, and honestly, account his performance where he kind of like chews the scenery throughout this game, um, is one of the big things uh, that kept me going through the story, that kept me engaged with it. Like, And, and I said to you guys privately a few times, there's a handful of those uh, Keanu flash, uh, Johnny Silverhand <laughs> flashbacks throughout the game. And after, like, the second or third one, I was kind of like, why isn't this just the game? I play uh, that game. Uh, like, mm. uh, even even to the point of, I was so comfortable with that pistol, like, you can eventually get Johnny's pistol, and I used it for the rest of the game. Can you? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I liked his, his performance is, it's over the top and, like, very 80s cheesy and... Like, oh, I'm the fucking tough guy. But he, he chews the scenery, and he, he does what he's doing so well. He's, he's such a, It adds a lot to the story for me. I like the back and forth with V and uh, Johnny a lot. For where I'm at in the main story, I'm getting some insight into Johnny's life, like, even before the band. You know, you find yes. uh, yeah. his buddy's dog tags from, like, whatever war that they were in. And I don't know. I think that's interesting. I definitely hope to explore that more, be it now or in DLC. Right. So you, you are, uh, some of that stuff is side content, but what I will say about it, because I don't want to spoil that for you, is that is some of the strongest material in the game when you actually start to delve into Johnny's backstory. And you get the choice of basically, um, tying some loose ends up for him. And I think that's some of the strongest material in the game, uh, without spoiling what, I understand it's a spoiler cast, but you, you Rev, you haven't done it well, yet, and I don't want to spoil that. We can for talk you, about it. we can spoil well, that in the, the side content section of that. Yeah, well, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we'll do and that. You in see a few people weeks. like Adam Smasher show but, up in his flashbacks, and you're like, okay, this is coming. So yeah, I think that's all. It's nice to have a buddy when you're on a big open world quest, like someone to just pop up and and talk to, because you get lonely out there, you know. Yeah, uh, that's part of it. I even <laughs> we though gave, the, we <laughs> gave up Jackie for Johnny. Yeah, that's right. But what. What I will say about this this particular topic is that I really like the integration of Johnny Silverhand because I think that it really especially when you when you guys are talking about he pops up in the side missions because it actually gives some level of um some level of urgency to the fact that he's starting to rewrite your memories. He's starting to slowly take over your brain. 
and it's it's theorized that essentially the more Johnny takes over your V's brain, the more that V acts like Johnny in certain instances. And for the most part, that pl- that's played up very well. Um, Josh and I were talking about this a little privately, a little bit privately. Sometimes when you're doing some of those n- no point missions, like you, uh, please go into this building and steal this item for this client. Johnny's not really popping up and it kind of, it kind of goes against that urgency and it kind of goes against the fact that Johnny's rewriting and it actually, it goes a step further than that because, um, you, for example, Rev is talking about these side missions of kind of closing and tying up loose ends for Johnny Silverhand. And then you can go right back into the main mission and you may have just built all this rapport with Johnny and you kind of have gotten closer to him as a character. And then you go right back into the main missions and then Johnny and V are suddenly at each other's throats. Yeah, again. You're a fucking and asshole. It feels v. very odd mm-hmm. because you're like, I just built this relationship with you. We got closer and all of a sudden we're, we're pissed at each other again. And it was very, very confusing at times. And I think that's more of a product of open world games than necessarily the studio themselves. Um, they didn't fix the issue, unfortunately. Um, but I don't think it's exclusively CD project reds fault. I think it's just kind of the nature of this game of when you decide to do missions versus when, when the main story happens, that, well, that the only solution is, yet. is gating those missions. Yeah. Just to the point of like show up later. Certain side missions need to be gated off to X section of the game. And a lot of times that might end up dealing with, there, there's one of those point of no return things here, but like you could do with gating it in a way. It's like, Hey, certain side content's going to be cut off past here. So I am at that. I am exactly at that very first point of no return. That's the last point of no return. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's the that end is of the, the game. point of I was shocked return. too. I was like, "Oh my one. god, it's the game!" Yeah, that's going to be the game. Well, that's so. That's I. Well, I was probably twenty five hours into this game before I even saw a title card. I am at. Hang on. I am at ninety nine point nine hours. Jesus Christ, that's god impressive. Damn, and I am at just now at the point of no return mission. Well, yeah, right it, if you do beat the game and you want to go back and do more side content, that's the point it will load you into is before you walk into Embers. The um. Well, at ninety nine point nine hours played at that point, I don't know that there's much side content I can go two, back to. Two two comical side notes that you guys might appreciate. One. I don't know why. It, I'll be the judge of if they're comical. In the story, for some reason, there's there's a couple points where Johnny's like, "Please smoke this cigarette. I I could use the feeling in my lungs." But then sometimes I see him smoking, so I don't know. Is is he? Is yeah, it's he, true. What, why? But it's not. He's not actually. It's smoking, just like a digital representation. Whereas he would feel yeah, if you smoke. That's what I was thinking. But it's and um, also and I like that because smoking cigarettes is factually cool. Yeah, so it's cool that he could, he could just like it's like yeah, sure, it's killing me, but I look cool, so even trade. I I kind of chalk that up to he's taking more control of V's body, so yeah. he can f- probably I maybe feel it a little bit more, or it it plays a little bit more on Johnny's memories as he gains more control and sentience hmm. over the body. One one of my favorite bugs that could I've you seen do a in little this crack? game. He's like squatting in front of me after, you know, I just had like the relic meltdown. He's like smoking a cigarette, like right in my face. And every time he like 
moves his hand away from his face and like left a cigarette like hanging in the air like right from my so by the end of the conversation there's just like there's six a full, or eight there's cigarettes there's a pack of cigarettes like, there by the yeah, end just like lined up in front of my face like smoldering away I was like this mm-hmm. is good this is good on, shit. on that note Rev this is video I games. want to mention this because the biggest and most comically frustrating bug I had and I didn't even know it until Ridge told me about it was I did not get a title card I had to put this in my review um I that big I kept hearing the title card was so brilliant and I was feeling this this climax of emotion and Dexter shoots me and it goes to that screen and then it cuts to a weird 10 second awkward um scene of Dexter and that dude just staring at me with a gun pointed at me <laughs> and I was like and I remember oh, thinking at the time good. well I mean that whole scene was really cool so I'll forgive that last awkward moment I don't know what they were going for I guess they're trying to say I'm coming back to life or something and uh, and then Rich goes dude the title card was right there I was like what the fuck are you kidding me it didn't load the title card you gotta be out of your well if you go back and watch uh-huh. the E3 2019 trailer you get that whole thing. You can see it there, I, yeah. I was trying to avoid a lot of that, honestly, Rev, because I just didn't want to ruin it. So I think they should have just put a blue you screen of death there. You literally live-streamed it. I didn't stream... <laughs> yeah, you did. No, I, I didn't. Yeah, that yeah, that did. was right before the Keanu reveal. They showed the whole that whole scene? Yes. Yeah, that whole yeah. scene yep. is immediately before Keanu Reeves walks out on well, stage. Well, I mean, I was E3. probably just yapping with uh-huh. Josh and not paying attention. Yeah, no, that's the, almost every stream we do. I have to explain yeah, what we just watched your phone as <laughs> right you after uh, it happens. Uh, I don't remember that at all, thankfully. No. <laughs> it's all good. All right, so let's hop back into the story. We still have a lot to go. Um, so after you learn of Silverhand and you start to build some kind of rapport with him, you go and live through some of his memories, um, such as in 2023... Silverhand's then-girlfriend, Alt Cunningham, had created Soul Killer, which is an artificial intelligence able to copy Netrunner's minds through their neural links. However, the process destroyed the target's brain. So, Arasaka found out that Cunningham was making this, um, this technology and kidnapped her and forced her to create their own vi- version of Soul Killer, storing the minds of its subjects in Arasaka's digital fortress, Mikoshi. Silverhand led a rescue effort to save Cunningham, but failed to find her before Arasaka used Soul Killer on her. Silverhand sought revenge through his attack, but Arasaka captured him and used Soul Killer on him as well. And that's how he ended up on the relic. So I thought that it was kind of a cool twist to basically you you're it's kind of foreshadowed but silverhand had some hand in his own demise and come to find out that his girlfriend this the uh, rumored to be the most amazing netrunner that night city has ever seen created the technology that in effect trapped him into the relic how did you guys feel about that small twist. Uh, Apparently not good. No, I, okay. I, say, I, guess, I, I didn't want to jump in. I guess I didn't really feel much about it because really it's just it. kind of another weird sci-fi story beat. Because that's like, it was, that's a separate raid on Arasaka Tower to 
to go after her, isn't it? Yeah. That's not even the raid that, that destroys that, well, it. The, well, so the the first the first raid is is twofold. It's one he wants to destroy Arasaka. Two, it's to rescue his girlfriend. He goes there with Rogue, um, which is one of his friends. Uh, to it's kind of a two thing. They want to destroy Arasaka. They want to rescue Alt. But once once they get there, they find that Alt can't be rescued, and that kind of changes the plans on the fly. Yeah, I. Yeah. So it. it I, I do so it think, is two no, separate I, events. I think the bombing is a no, separate. No, event. no, no, no. It's, it's. I think it's two separate it's, events. I, yeah, I, th- I think it is a separate event. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't. Fuck, I, I don't think, remember. I because think one the bombing is precipitates very, the other. The bombing is very clearly planned. Uh-huh. Fuck, I didn't remember that. Okay. Because the whole band yeah, knows about it whenever he's the, the bombing doing you play show. You play start to finish. He, like, oh, he walks yeah. out of the he show, to, he yeah. gets on the helo, they yeah. go to the tower, uh, and he, he blows it yeah, up. Yeah, and he, like, tries to get on the helicopter and falls, and Adam Smasher breaks his arm, and then he gets kicked. Yeah. You know. So, pro- yeah, that makes the most sense. Um... Like the the thing is, I forgot about that. The, like I didn't even think of it so much as a twist in, in the way you're saying, just because I guess I like Rev said, like I was just thinking of it as some other weird tropey sci-fi thing, but um, that the the main point of showing you that, like from my perspective, was to show you this is the point where Johnny decides like he's gonna fucking stick it to the man in a way that means something. Like yeah, that's what I got is that because they fucked with all yeah yeah yeah. Well, the, yeah, well, the raid with all and seeing the state of her definitely precipitates, like, I'm going to tear this motherfucker down. Yeah, you the know? context of losing all, because it's like one yeah. of those weird relationships, one of the strangest sex scenes in the history it's of that video that we, We've got a city to burn yeah. uh, moment. I don't know, man. How much of The Witcher did you play? There's some weird uh, sex that, stuff in that true, game. That's true. Unicorns, man. Uh, I love unicorns. Um, There's actually multiple unicorn-related sex scenes in The Witcher. Yeah, there are. Well, I mean, why stop with one? Ten out of you... ten out of ten. Um, yeah, no, I yeah, the, I thought the alt stuff was cool. I thought she seemed like a cool character. I like, you know, there's a nice little twist there. Where he's getting stabbed and he gets fucked up pretty badly. Uh, and then when you go into like the, st- I guess we'll talk about that later. But yeah, the, it's it's always tough when you introduce a main character like that kind of late in a story. But I thought she seemed pretty interesting. But you know, she's more for. So I have. I have not seen her much. I have seen her, like, construct bringing her, like, past the fourth wall or whatever the hell they called that. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, and, you know, digital alt floating there. I, uh, let's believe she gets a body at some point, doesn't she? Uh, we... <laughs> do you want, do you want us to spoil it for you? I think well, you're gonna hear it. You're gonna hear it in a little bit. Spoiler cast, dog. We're here. You're gonna hear it in a little bit. No, she doesn't get a body. Okay. I saw some misleading promotional materials. Not in any of the endings or anything? Fuck. I don't know how all the... There's six endings, so I don't know. I guess we'll get to those later. Yeah, that's going to be... The ending's going to be a little bit difficult to talk about, but um, I'll I'll think of a way to do that effectively. But, no, I I, I liked Alt as a character, but how she tied into Johnny's story was a little bit confusing, uh, especially if you do some of the side content, and we can talk about that in more detail um during the the second podcast that we do but as far as alt is concerned i thought that it was cool i thought i thought there was enough build up of the character and the the conflict of she created the technology that in effect destroyed johnny silverhand and mm-hmm. is now destroying v i thought it was 
is you know yeah it was sci-fi bullshit um but that's but okay it also wasn't so far out there that it wasn't believable it's not bad sci-fi bullshit it's just sci-fi bullshit yeah. it's good sci-fi sci-fi bullshit. bullshit's fine a lot of the times that's how you write yourself out of a corner Thank God we yeah. invented the I mean, you know, whatever I, I'm, device. As you guys know, I'm a huge Star Trek fan, and there's definitely been some very egregious sci-fi bullshit in that show. So this was not out of the realm of possibility where I was like, this is just too far. Well, I'd, yeah, I'd, whenever they do these sorts of things, I don't ever think, oh, how fucked up she created this thing that now is killing. It's more like... Oh, of she course was, she made this thing. She had a free yeah, afternoon. Yeah, she she it was not her intention they was just something that got turned against you but it's nice to kind of see it wrapping back around and like like Shay I was a little confused too but kind of talking through it with everyone it's I think I'm understanding it a little bit more and it's 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 making a little bit more uh, just sense. so you know I mean plot lines like this are all just written so those scientists can all feel better about the Manhattan Project uh, look I was still we didn't know what they do from... with it <laughs> uh, it's just yeah. a job anyways. man. Yeah, I yeah. The only thing I was confused on is I forgot that there were two separate missions to do that um, so long ago in the game. But yeah, I, I I really liked this, and I liked that basically you have this asshole in your head for the for for most of the second act, and when you get to this part, this is basically out of the second act into the third act, and the second act is basically you trying to push johnny out of your brain and it's not accepting your fate so to speak and then when you get to this point it's like oh we actually have a common goal here um it, obviously the the point to get to where you two are at at that point is vastly different and the the minutia is vastly different but you guys both had the same goal and I, it's cool to see that the characters finally realize that to some degree at this point in the game yeah so let's move on to the next section um, as we're starting to close in upon the end so we're warped back to 2077 and Arasaka has perfected the soul killer technology the relic arose from Arasaka's secret research into writing a digital copy of a mind into a living human brain. Eventually, V must decide whether to mount an attack on Arasaka Tower to gain physical access to Mikoshi and use Soul Killer to remove Silver Hand from their body. So this is the point where basically you're you've done some of the side content, you've established what you and John USV and Johnny Silverhand need to do and you're now you're deciding how you want to approach it. This is granted I glossed over a lot of stuff in act 2. A lot of that's going to be more for side content. The main the main um story here is basically Johnny and V have come to an agreement that we need to basically we basically need to work together and some and we need to find who is going to help us extract this technology from our brain. Uh, Vic has been telling you, you've actually interacted with some of the other people, um, and they all tell you the same thing, that basically we don't have the answer, you need to go to Arasaka Tower 
if you want the answers to what you're seeking. And it's at this point that Johnny and V completely decide to work together. And this is the the point of no return that Rich was talking about earlier. So leading up into this point, you're talking with these various people and they're all kind of saying the same thing. Did that increase your guys' urgency to want to finish the main story? Or did you guys kind of feel like, yeah, the, the main story's there. Yes, I need to get Johnny Silverhand out of my brain, but I also want to do all the side content as well. Well, that's... I. I found it very interesting that they sort of put like a timer on the main story of like, Oh, you're going to die in a few weeks. And then there's like a couple other instances where they like try to press the urgency, but you could do whatever the fuck you want in that game. <laughs> yeah. Nothing happens. So trying to press the urgency, I guess I appreciate it. Why they have to do it, but it just doesn't work. Yeah. No, it's, I, I mentioned the same thing to Shay. Um, the other day about how they give you this ultimatum, like you, you've got a week to live. So I immediately go off and, you know, start a ball bar fight and, uh, you know, beat up a hobo or something. It's like, there's no, like, there's no, like the, they tell you there's urgency, but then there clearly isn't. They do nothing to reinforce it. Yeah. Well, it, it's that, that typical, like I said, when we were talking about it, when when we first started the game, it's like that typical, like, Ocarina of Time syndrome. It's like, you're the last ray of hope in a ruined world. Let's go fishing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, some games do it well. Like, like uh, Red Dead 2, for instance. Like, there's, like, the overlying story there, but, like, zero urgency about it whatsoever. Like, that story could exist on whatever timeline you apply it to. And then there's this where it's just like, you're going to die in three weeks. And it's just like, oh, my God, how am I going to get all these street races done? (laughs) And like, they just do not land that, you know, one month urgency. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah. Go ahead, Shay. Sorry. Go ahead. One thing I wanted to say is one of my favorite games of all time, the first Dead Rising, they establish in that game that. Uh, the reason you'll see why I'm referencing this here in a minute. They basically say that you have 72 hours to escape the the mall that you're stuck in in Dead Rising, and they really do such a good job in that game of pressing it upon the player that you really do have a limited amount of time. That all these uh, survivors that you can save, all the side stuff that you can do. You have a limited amount of time that you can do it. And if you don't do some of those things in the the right amount of time, you basically miss out on them. And yes, it kind of sucks to some degree, but it also fits in with the narrative that they put in the first place, that you do have a limited amount of time. In this game, in Cyberpunk 2077, like these guys are saying, they do tell you that and they do stress it at various points throughout the main storyline that you do have a limited amount of time. But you don't. And that's (laughs) reinforced to some degree by when the you have these this uh I don't know if you call it a mechanic, but the relic mount functions and you start coughing up bile and blood and there are various points as you get further in the mission and as Johnny is starting to take greater control that V passes out. And it's various situations, whether you're in the main story or in the side content, that this happens. And that's the only major reminder that you have that you have a limited amount of time. And I found it really weird that there is a weight malfunction in this game because I could essentially 
wait for 24 hours if I wanted to, to wait for a mission to open up, which goes against the fact that I have a week or two to live, or as V has a week or two to live. Mm-hmm. It's it just, they, they want you to feel the urgency, but then they don't continue upon the groundwork that they laid to make the player feel like there is a sense of urgency. You are reminded about it in bits and pieces, but there are no consequences if you don't adhere to it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's a good point. I would agree with everything you guys are saying. I will say this. If Neil Druckmann had made this game, um, (laughs) then it it would have been... No, I'm being half serious. Is that like if if you had some balls, the idea of making an open world game where you are actually running out of time, and you if you do, when you do run out of time, you're like, man, I want to play this game again because I could only do 25 percent of the missions I I was interested in because it, because of the theme. But here's the, here's the reality of it. No, no game I've ever played has really had any sort of urgency except maybe Majora's Mask, and it's not really an open world game. So yes, it is. I I. I not to me. I don't feel um, by definition. I'm, it like, is. Uh, I'm talking about like a, excuse me. That's not like a modern open world game. There's like a billion stupid yeah, check you know, like the Ubisoft variety that'll suck. Yes, yes. Um, my point. <laughs> my point is that with the modern open world game, yeah, it's just you can't. They're too worried that people are gonna get mad that they can't do everything and check every box off. So no one has the the creative stones to to really fall through with that. I still think they did an interesting job showing it, like kind of take over her brain. But yes, there's really there's really no urgency there. And I don't even in Red Dead when Arthur was experiencing what he was, I never felt urgency. It was just like a sad watching a very sad thing yeah. unfold. So and like I think like you pace it out the best you can the but the tighter you pull in those strings to you know to preserve the storyline and preserve the immersion the more you're confining the game to something you don't want it to be it's a so maybe that comes yeah maybe that comes down to like game design of like oh well maybe you shouldn't have put a fucking ticking counter on your main story that doesn't exist if you clearly are not doing that with the game you're making why try to make that the story yeah, why um, overlay it? Yeah, yeah. Video I, games, because video—that's yeah. the—that's the answer—is because video games and yeah. people don't take it that seriously. But uh, like, if you put a gun to my head and said, "Hey, what's the main story to Cyberpunk?" I'd be like, "Uh, uh, uh, Johnny Mnemonic lives in my head, and I got these cool blades in my arm." You know, <laughs> like that's <laughs> mm-hmm. that, or I have these. Metal gorilla arms. Yeah, I traded no, my wish blades been... for gorilla ahead, arms. Chase, They're sorry. way more practical. <laughs> yes. I I wish that, like Morgan is saying, that if they were going to introduce a timer, that they would have just went with it and encouraged multiple playthroughs. Because that's exactly what Dead Rising did. Um, and I'm sorry I keep referencing that game, but, but yeah, I think no, that you can they only, did that you can, very well. Th- there is a perfect way to go through and play the whole thing, but it's like... yeah. It's not something you accidentally do. Right, and, exactly. And, yeah. and to be fair, Dead Rising is a very different kind of game. So it's it's not an open world game with a hundred little things to check off. And so it, I'm not making excuses. I just think that they walk them. Yeah, it's it, it's yes. a, like a no-win yes, situation for them unless... Well, it's like you compare again, it to Last of Us. Like, it is not the same game as The Last of Us. The Last of Us is all about the story versus yeah. Cyberpunk's all about the world. You know, right. so would Neil Druckmann have done a better job? No, he doesn't make games like that. He makes games that are, you know, movies on, you know, joysticks. 
Yeah. It's a big difference. That's the name of my new podcast, Movies on Joysticks. I like Tell it. him he can't use it. Yes. Copy it. <laughs> it's a podcast where he just fillets Neil that, Jerkman I, and I think Naughty Dog. Neil, Neil, me and Neil are close, and mm. I, I talking with him, I, I think that he would. But, I mean, all I'm saying is I want somebody with some stones in there to make some hard decisions. No, Metsu, let's get Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure no hard decisions were made whatsoever in the production of this game. This game needs more belts. <laughs> I think the hardest decision they made was cutting the wall running, because they were pushing that hard in like the early stuff. And there was then wall the... running in this game. Yeah, Jesus stand Christ. by for Titanfall, pushing... Morgan. Mm-hmm. They were pushing it hard in like the early stuff, and I... then as they're getting closer, people are like, "Yo, wall running!" And they're just like, uh, "Yeah." Man, like, I, I know, know we built this really tall city, but what if you guys just stayed on the ground? I I, I love the game, but it's very clear that they were stepping into some unknown ground, like. It's very clear these people were making third-person fantasy games for a long time because they're they seem a little bit stupefied by some of the decisions that they made. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of actually ties back to what my initial impressions were when the game was first announced and the hype around it because obviously a lot a lot of people loved Witcher Three, myself included. And I thought that they did such a good job with that game, and then when it was announced that they were making Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which is a vastly different entity from Witcher 3 I was very confused how they were going to transition to medieval fantasy times to science fiction futuristic and it's not to say that they couldn't do it or that they didn't hit some positive marks here but I was yeah I was very concerned by my initial impressions of the announcement how they were going to transition to that and how, how I think are they going to shows... handle a world where you can't shoot spells at the back of your horse's head? <laughs> I... Apparently, apparently by making indestructible motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Cyberpunk, Gosh. which Cyber, is dope. Cyberpunk should have Gwent in it. You know, uh, <laughs> no triple triad. Um, to your point, Shay, the 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 they had to refine it from The Witcher one and two, which were both garbage, but The Witcher three was amazing. So they Suck really shit. Witcher they, 2 is a fantastic they, game but all right absolutely. They, I'm just I'm just messing with you guys I've never played. My point is that they had with The Witcher not only is it a different kind of game but they were able to kind of refine it over years and years and years and this is their first shot yeah. at this and you know they're learning the hard way that just because they're CD Project Red doesn't mean they can walk out and and blow everyone's mind. But they yes. did some incredible shit in this game like the city where this whole story takes place in is fucking insane and you can shit on them all you want, but you should give them credit where it's due when they when they do good things. Oh, I think it's I an will... amazing game. I think it's interesting to see where the DNA definitely overlaps with The Witcher 3, mm-hmm. uh, which I think comes down to a lot of the side content, which uh, we'll talk about later. But um, yes. yeah, I think it's it's got a lot of that same craft that The Witcher had. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the DNA is still there. The, the world building is, in my opinion, top notch. Um, a lot of the character development, while it could have been a, a little bit better, I still think is high quality. And I, th- I still think a lot of the stories, even, even within the side content is very interesting. Um, I think that a lot of the criticism outside of the glitches, outside of the legal issues that they're having right now, outside of the release, I think a lot of the, the criticism that we specifically have and a lot of other people have is not because they did a bad job. It's they did a great job with that stuff, the stuff that I just mentioned. 
and there's potential for it to be even greater, right? And it just hasn't been fully actualized. So the criticism there is not that they haven't done a good job with what they were trying to do. The criticism is, we know that you're capable, we as consumers know that CD Projekt Red is capable of making an even greater package as they did with The Witcher 3, and we want to see that fully actualized. I think that's the point that I I feel, or that's where I'm at with the game. I think it is a great game. I think that it could have been actualized to be an even better game. And if you gave them 20 years, they would still have delayed it six months and then six months and then six months. That's what I think, <laughs> you too, know? yeah. Uh, there's no such we, thing as a finished product. They had 8 <laughs> million people playtesting this game, and holy shit, you know, how many more things popped up that they weren't aware of? That's not on, that's not giving them any pass for the, the problems. I'm just saying that, like... Holy shit, well, there's so many me, moving parts in this fucking game. They should have cut 90% of the moving parts. You don't need a <laughs> million people to playtest it to find half the shit you that wasn't funny. working here. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. At least my dick wiggles real nice on that uh, character screen. It Somebody does. Cut. <laughs> the, dicks, the dicks and tits wiggle very lifelike. Yeah, but they then have again, their priorities. Well, it's kind of, it kind of is like how we talked about Final Fantasy VII Remake where the resources went versus where they were kind of skimped on is Hair. fairly noticeable in this game like it was in Final Fantasy VII Remake insofar as uh, Morgan made the reference earlier that you, you play as Johnny in one of his concerts and you're on stage rocking out and I looked at the crowd and there were four white young 20-year-old women all wearing the same white beanie, all wearing the same shirt and they're all doing the same exact samurai merch. devil horns. That kind of sounds uh, like real life, if I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like four like very shows in women. Falls. That was that all was, dressed in the same way, all doing the same exact actions, mirroring each other. I hear Great Falls. So, yeah, it was, really it was like a billboard well, scene. What? It was basically like <laughs> yeah. a concert in Bozeman, Montana. But One thing this game uh, did really well, Shay, I'm curious if it still looked this way on PlayStation. Uh, well, we both played PlayStation, but I'm talking on the base system. The... Even though a lot of the NPCs look funky, like when you would get into a room with a primary character, you were playing the, the way same they would like talk. The, game. And the but yes, but we're playing it on different. Mine is more apt to a pro, which performs differently than a base PS4. Let's it's just the truth. Uh, and, he, and he's on the pro. Um, but like I've don't think I've encountered a first person open world game where like you get into it in front of a character like Judy or all these primary characters, especially when the lighting is nice and they're just animated so well and they look so fucking good. I mean, yes, a lot of the NPCs look fuck fucking weird as hell, but there's so many characters in this game that, that just animate in first person incredibly. And like, I'm even watching Judy, like kind of casually, um, brush her cigarette off on her knee and all these little things. I'm like, this is, um, this is amazing. There's so much good tech in there. It's just, it's, it'd be impossible to scale that for every citizen. Even on the base PS4, when, when you can tell they put the resources into it, the game looks phenomenal. Even on the base PS4. Like, there are moments where you are sitting there with a character, and they're like, man, the city can be beautiful when you stop and take a moment to look at it. And they've clearly rendered it, and they put a lot of resources into that one moment to make the city look fantastic and it looks how we imagined it when this game was first announced that there are colors there are neon signs everywhere it looks bright it looks vibrant at night it's glowing and it looks great and that when that when that 
amount of resources is put into it, it's awesome. And that translates to certain characters. When you're looking at them in the face from the first person view, you're watching their actions and it looks awesome. There are also those moments though, where you can tell they skimped on some resources. And even with the main characters, the quality noticeably dips. I had sent you guys that picture that was circulating um, of Johnny Silverhand before the game was released, where he looked like a PS2 character. It was a, is a screen grab of that. And well, that was the second I actually came version. across that moment in the game and it looked fucking terrible. There are moments where the graphics and granted PS4 base PS4, take that for what you will, that the graphics res- rev- revert back to a PS2 style and well, it's that's... noticeable. Yeah. That's not and fair it... to the PS2. I mean, final fantasy 12 and Metal Gear Solid 3 came out on great. there. They look pretty damn good, but like you, like I, don't know I can acknowledge the fact that when they're on point, it's it's one of the best looking games I've seen to date on console. When it's not on point, it looks fucking atrocious and it's noticeable. It's bad. Like even some of the main characters, like Judy or Pan Am or River or um, some of the other River's characters that you kind of rogue. <laughs> That's right. The the facial models, when the resources aren't put into those certain situations or those certain moments in the game, even those characters can look noticeably bad in certain missions, in certain parts of the missions. And I, I personally, for me, it wasn't detracting because I'm not so gung-ho on the graphics being completely consistent throughout. That's not my main focal point when I play a game. And I'm not so much of a graphics horror where everything needs to be of the highest caliber. Yeah, no, the they should just quality. made everything on the, uh, like when you're in the open world on the map, um, just have great big bobbleheads. So they, uh, they, they, they work better at lower resolutions. <laughs> They're all just Jay Leto. Right. Exactly. I, I actually didn't know that the game was going to have so like for me, I would have been happy if it was just the, the huge city. I don't think they really needed all that outskirt bullshit. Like, I don't need more deserts and trash heaps. And I mean, that stuff is cool and all like with, I'm not trying to shit on Pan Am's story and everything, but like they made the game so big. It's just, we're not at a point yet where people can make these, even something like the best games out there, like the red deads of the world. Like we're just not to the point well, where people, well, okay. If I may, actually, if I may, cause this is the perfect time. Uh, I'll counter and pull, I'll counter and oh, say no. that that oh, stuff no. probably exists in the cyberpunk out. universe. Yeah, that, that's did. what I was going to say. Oh, hold on, hold on. I didn't hear what the rev said. Hold on, guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to counter and say like those settings and that stuff is probably existed in the cyberpunk universe. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not they're ma- they're not making it for you. They're making it to be faithful to the source material. No, what I'm saying is that I just feel like they bit off a little more than they could chew. That's all. Not that I didn't I like it. I think it's there and it works fine if you don't want to go there. They I, did. I it's think just so, that, too. Because the more that they could chew well, was it's... not the, like, scale of the city. It was, like, all the crud in it. And that... and having that, that outskirt stuff is, that that's exactly what I was going to say is what the Rev said is just... It It is meant to be a part of that world building because in that whole cyberpunk lore, like a big part of that is showing you what the world is like, that there are these mega cities and in between there is nothing. Nomads yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. Right. Like Mad Max. I think that makes stuff, a lot yeah. of sense mm-hmm. I, because you, you even look at it from a historical, or not a historical, but a well, this is all anthropological. Fact, s- 
Yeah. You look at, at it from an anthropological scale, in real life, it is predicted by 2050 that the number of people that live in a big city will go from in the 40th percentile up to about 65, 66, 67 percent. I remember reading that statistic a few months ago. Uh, so it's predicted that this is actually going to happen. So it's kind of cool that they are, granted, it's from source material, but they're also kind of going along with the predictions of what humanity is going to be like in the next 30 years. Well, predictions. That's like what the source material <laughs> now that they can is. legally trade public water. <laughs> right. And I, for me... I have a lot of thoughts um, on that. Morgan, I'll let you get your in a second. You know what? Yeah, let's get out of here, and we'll come back in 10 minutes, and... <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about this. I, I want water you to get issue. you a poll here in a second, Morgan. But I, I want to say that I feel like by having that out, those outskirts, while they didn't quite optimize it in the way that I would have hoped that they would have, it looks very much like a Fallout game on the outside of Night City. I also feel like that was necessary to make you truly grasp that there are people that live inside of this this city that is there to basically it's it's there for people who want to try and grab glory and grab money and grab fame and then there are those that don't adhere to it and they'd rather live amongst the the nothingness and the trash heap than to deal with the rat race of living in 2077 in this massive city and it actually and we will talk about it in some of the side missions but that's taken to the extreme by one character um later on in the game when they okay. complete leave that area. So I, I think it was necessary. I wish they would have optimized it a little bit better. Um, it kind of, it kind of does feel like to some degree that less resources were put into those kind of fringe areas. And I wish a little bit more of the resources were pooled into that. I, I, I'll, I'll rephrase it. Cause I agree with you. I will say that I liked those fringe areas too. And actually some of those areas do look nice. In fact, you actually go to romance Judy at this very special diving spot that I won't get into today. Um, let me rephrase it. If you could have just, if you know, contained the E, the city, even with this, the size of the city, I think you could have added so many more resources to making, um, every little bit of the game shine. And I wonder sometimes it would still be huge, you know what I mean? And it would, and then you'd have that extra layer of polish. So I just wonder sometimes, like, if people still would have been, if it was just the city, and it, but it was way more polished, like the the, wouldn't that be in some ways more impressive? No. Okay. I'd rather I'm have just, it. Just... I'd rather have it there, marginally unrefined, which I don't necessarily get that myself. I think it seems finished to me. It seems. I think the map seems I, finished. Yeah, like I don't. I yeah, don't think the, the scale I, I'm not of seeing it in the map. city is the problem. Exactly. It's. I'm. Just, I'm not saying. What I'm saying is, if you don't have to allocate all those resources to building all that exterior stuff, you can make the stuff in the city that's problematic look even better. Like the weird NPCs and some of the. All I'm saying is, you could allocate that time and resources to focus it. But whatever. That's a hypothetical. What I want to know. Do you think they use Speed Tree to lay out all those trash bags? <laughs> just like, yes. like oh dude like in pacifico that's supposed to be san francisco right the homeless area oh uh Pacif yeah the i don't I don't know it seems like a santa monica type of place yeah, yeah. i found all those like homeless tents it's, it's it more really, it's more like oh. the la area skid row yeah 
Um, Yo, going into the mall and clearing the animals oh, out of fuck, there. That was cool. Dude, that all was those, a fucking bloodbath. steroided gym freaks? That was weird. Yeah, oh, that was a God. fucking bloodbath. It was roid blood. Anyways, um, one of the first polls we had this week. Thank you so much, Shay. Um, sad, beat down for Cyberpunk. More impressive world, Red Dead Redemption 2 or Cyberpunk 2077. 62% of the audience said this was Red Dead Redemption 2. Only 38 said Cyberpunk. More impressive world. Um, but it sounds like you, re- uh, Rev, you prefer the aesthetic of Cyberpunk. But like, no, nothing, far, nothing like, ever changes in Red Dead. You just walk through it. You have no influence on it. You just exist in it. <laughs> yeah, right there, oh, Rich. Hold on. <laughs> that was, that was yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what Rich was doing either. <laughs> So what sort of influence are you directly referring to in cyberpunk? Well, just like, you know, like we were talking about the subtle stuff of like, do something here, it gets mentioned here. Like, you know, I don't really think you get that in Red Dead. I think every sideline and side quest and everything is on rails. I don't think they're talking about when they're talking about the world, like, I think the question is more in lines with like, just the world itself, like the creation, the, the architecture, well, the that's quality, the part design. of the world. That's well, then that's just a great. Uh... You can make a case that it is. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I would think of more of that as like narrative dialogue kind of kind of options and but that, stuff. That, but that's world building. I to Morgan's credit, I actually voted Red Dead Two on this poll. Um, I, I found myself weirdly enough voting for that, and the reason why is because I felt like the world of Red Dead Two is more consistent than cyberpunk the highs of cyberpunk are much higher than red dead 2 but the lows are much lower than red dead 2 as well and i really liked i may like cyberpunk more as a game and i might like the world better but the consistency of red dead 2 i thought was much more powerful i think about it consistently plain i think about it two years later and i like that the quality stayed constant throughout that game in terms of the world. I like the fact that I could wander into the wilderness and I could feel like I was back in Montana and I was observing all this wildlife. And I like the fact that you could randomly run into people in the wilderness and happen across meaningful missions. And that's not to say that doesn't happen in cyberpunk. Uh, maybe for me, it's more of the world that was created in Red Dead 2, besides it being consistent, was a little bit nostalgic for me. I think that's a part of it because I grew up in Montana almost, or I grew up in Montana my uh, for my entire childhood and a large part of my adulthood. And to see that recreated on the screen was really cool. And to see it, how consistent um, Rockstar was with the world that they built was also very impressive. That being said, I do like the fact that Cyberpunk gives you whether it's the illusion or the actual its actuality that you have a little bit more agency on the influence on the influence of how cyberpunk shapes out um i feel is also incredibly important too and as we're going to get here in a f- to here in a few minutes depending on how you which ending you pick you have a lot of agency at the end of the game how night city turns out well, I have spent a considerable amount of time walking around New York City on LSD, and to see that 
faithfully recreated on screen is just awe-inspiring. It's pretty crazy <laughs> how how one for one it is, huh? Yeah, it's the dead ringer, man. Times Square, who those it's, billboards yeah, really do go up to the sky. I, I'm with you on the like for me, uh, and I had to walk it back a little bit because I think I said it was like one of my favorite art directions of the decade, which seemed a little extreme. Um, but I'm with you on the art direction. direction. Um, just because the the quality of the performance, it's going to be hard for people to get behind that. Um, but um, the art direction I'm with you is amazing. Like I would rather spend time in a fantasy world like this than a place like Red Dead. But the quality of I think of the craft of the world of Red Dead is, and just the fact that you know it launched with you know, I, I just think that it's just far and away better. But I will say this on PC, strange you're calling not, this a fantasy the, world. Have you have you not seen the new iPod ads? This is this that's just this is just reality. <laughs> yeah, that new one where she throws right. the sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that new one that's I, I, like a, a re- <laughs> I, I do think I mean, but I I don't know. I think it's one of those things where because the game was so marred with technical issues that people are just have lost so much respect for it. And I think hard. that's valid. You know, like I have to say, like, playing on PC, like, I have not really encountered much technical problems. Yeah, uh, I didn't either, yeah. Like, I, uh, I, when I was playing with ray tracing on, I was getting random crashes, and I was just like, I don't know, I'll turn this off, and then I had zero issues since then. So well, I, I um, haven't seen anything that really, like, pulled me out of the world in terms right. of, you know, a game-breaking bug or anything like that. Um, last last most, thing before the... Last question I want to talk to you guys all about before the bathroom break. Sorry, Shady. Well, hold, hold, hold on. The, Go ahead. The, the most underrated story of 2020 that has f- completely flown under the radar. This game runs almost perfectly on the Google Stadia. What the fuck? Does well, it really? Yeah, I mean, because it's yes. not running. Jesus. It's just it's just running. Well, it's, yeah, it's running on clouding. a it's, it's running on a Pixar really? rendering rig. Yeah, it's running on an incredibly <laughs> powerful PC. Yeah. Yes. So basically, if you play this on the Stadia, a lot of the issues that people are having, like a lot of the bugs and stuff, don't happen. But you'll only be able to play it until Google abandons Stadia in a couple of months. (laughs) Yeah, that would be a week or so. I thought it would be. Yeah, and and only about, what, half a percent of zip codes that have internet fast enough to run Stadia, so. Right. Um, Right. So... The one other poll I did, I want to squeeze in right before we took a break to ask you guys about. Um, you guys have a lot more PC experience than I do, and I joked about this being the best looking PC game ever because I I played it. I of turned the all the Ultra up on my new. Of no, yeah, of the two PC games I played, it's the best looking. Um, I put it all all the settings up to Ultra on my PC and ran through the story, did a couple side missions, and like Rev said, I didn't really counter very like maybe three tiny bugs, and it looked fantastic all the way through um i asked our audience is cyberpunk the best looking pc game ever of course it came back a perfect 50 50 split down the middle um if it's not the best pc game ever so 50 percent have only played this game is... on pc well yeah if, that's if, that's well, pretty much it guys, <laughs> yeah i'm asking you guys if this if you don't think this game from the size and scale and how good it looks is the best looking pc game what would be your choice none end of conversation next question yeah <laughs> pass there no, is one no, i'm there is no better looking game on PC. Oh, okay. Like uh, you might be able to argue a Red Dead Two, but I don't even think that stands up. Oh, so you guys were giving me shit, but I was actually not crazy. No, is that what I, I think um, I think the PC version of Control is actually one of yeah. the most beautiful games I've seen. 
It, the scale is not on. the same, but because they're yeah, the doing scale. stuff at yeah, scale, it looks it's tough to compare like, control because control so much just better. blocks of concrete. Yeah. Yeah, but like that's just it. Like like exactly what Josh is saying. It, it's not to the same scale at any point, but it still does look better. Maybe like Courtney Hope looks great. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's he... there's a whole series. I I need to find the guy, but it's he's a digital photographer who has taken a ton of shots from Control that just look like photos. Like they they look like photos. Like some of the offices in that game and just the desks, the way that the the attention to detail put into like the the set dressing. Mm-hmm. In that I will game. say Control is the game that made me believe that ray tracing may be like a valid technology. Yeah. Like if you turn ray tracing on in that game, like that whole fucking world comes to actual life. Mm-hmm. In terms of like reflections, mirrors, windows, light yeah, coming like through Yeah, like just watching yourself in like a TV monitor as you walk by with that yeah. tr- it it yeah. it is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, at this point we're going to take a very quick bathroom break and we will come right back and we will finish up the story because we are on the home stretch so stay tuned and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes the mad dash to the end yes father you guys ready for this rev are you ready for this because you're about to be spoiled on the yeah end i haven't here. played this so i'm along for the ride on this part y'all ready for this <laughs> can't do that we'll get sued uh rich have you finished the end By of the me. game or not yet nope but i read about it <laughs> okay and josh you haven't finished the ending either so this is going to be interesting v dies at the end josh made a face like i would never snape killed dumbledore you... <laughs> Snape kills Dumbledore on page 749. (laughs) That's right. Okay, here we go. So, depending on the player actions throughout the game, V can choose between up to six different options on how to end the game, and there are multiple choices on how to conduct the attack on Arasaka Tower and trying to penetrate (laughs) Mikoshi. So, V can actually decide to commit suicide before even attacking Arasaka Tower, which allows for Silverhand Thank God. to die as well. Um, you can allow... Suicide is exceptional. You can allow dumb. for Silverhand to stage the attack with his former crew of Rogue and company. You can mount the attack with a network of allies assembled during the game, such as Pan Am and her crew. Or you can mount the attack solo. So, depending on whatever you do, um, after using Soul Killer, it is revealed that the damage to V's body is irreversible. And that's revealed by Alt. And Alt is in the network, but it's not really Alt anymore. Her consciousness is gone, and it's Alt the program, not Alt herself. It's Alt F4. That reveals this. So, when it's revealed to the player that V's damage is irreversible... You have a few choices. You can either remain as V in their body with an uncertain life expectancy, or you as the player can allow Silverhand to take over the body permanently, in which case he pays his respects 
to his friends, and he leaves Night City to start a new life in V's body. And that's pretty much the end of the game. There are some there's some additional stuff, um, such as whatever choice you make, there's kind of an epilogue that shows what happens next. And I'm going to leave that open right now because I want to know, Morgan, you finished the game. Um, Rich, you read about the ending of the game and I finished the game. So I kind of want us to talk about, Morgan, I want you and I to talk about which ending we chose, why we chose it, and our impressions upon it. Or impressions of it. Rich, you read since you read the endings, I want to know which one when you go to play the game you're going to choose and why you chose it. <clears throat> and um kind of hearing upon how you can end the game, Josh and Rev, what you guys feel like you would have chosen um to end the game. And actually in the end credits, depending on which characters you interacted with in the side content and the main content, they as the credits are rolling these characters will video call you and leave a message and it's, and we'll talk about that a little bit as well. So there's a lot of things that we're going to wrap up here. Morgan, I'm going to throw it to you first. This is the one point where I'm actually going to kind of delegate here. Which ending did you choose? Why did you chose it? Why did you choose it? <laughs> and can you reflect on that a little bit? Well, it's interesting because I think the ending I chose is one that not many people will, so it'll be fun to discuss very briefly. But I only chose it because I was running through the game on PC just for the review, but also for my own, just to know kind of what it was like. And I mostly mainlined the story. I just did a couple side quests on PC. And because I was kind of not doing the side content, <laughs> I I basically took the the more selfish ending where Johnny was willing to kind of sacrifice himself in a way. And my V wanted to just try and get the chip out of her head. So it boils down to the main plot line involving Yorinobu Arasaka and his sister. And his sister basically wanted me to help her infiltrate Arasaka. And so she could get control from her brother. And if I could help her do that, she would then use all of her power with her corporate Arasaka, you know, billions or whatever to try and save me from this chip that was killing me. She would try to to help me. So, I, um, so I'm about to meet with the sister. So, and that's, I went to like the meeting place and it was like, oh, that's you're the point of the... no return. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they were yes. like point of no return. I was like, I'm not ready <laughs> so i went back yeah so she gives she basically gives you a whole this whole shtick about um what like believing knowing all along that her her brother assassinated their father the head of um arasaka and basically doesn't tell v but says if you want your best chance of survival you need to work with me and johnny doesn't really trust her because she's a part of Arasaka. She's part of the Corpo life. And you have a choice at that point whether or not you want to work with her. And I believe Morgan is saying that he did work with her. Is that correct? I did, yeah. And because it seemed like her, she believed us, and, and we went to her in the first place trying to get help because we told her basically that her brother was the one who killed her father. Classic Corpo So that seemed like the whole point of the story in the first place. So I was like, why wouldn't I work with her? I don't understand. Like, and she called us back and she's like, I believe you. I'm willing to work with you. And she was a really nice lady. So, um, okay. And he, yeah. And maybe part of the corporal helped there as well. But, um, it was interesting because I saw this cool stuff that Shay told me he didn't see that was very like visually interesting. After I, I fought Smasher in this big battle, infiltrated the tower. There was this scene where Yorinobu Arasaka was like 
on the ground in his giant room and he had this huge like cape thing on and it was spiraling back and it looked like a giant fucking like 15 foot cape spread across the ground artistically and he was like on his knees and his sister came over to him and like held his head in his hands and it was fucking weird and and basically she took over control and she was like v I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do right by you. So then I go to the space station, and they're doing all this research on me, basically to try and um, save me from this chip, and and the rest I don't need to spoil. But very weird fucking ending. Very and that's cast. disc three of well, Final Fantasy VIII. It's it was very like mind fucky going through the research of what they were trying to do. I wish people could see that scene because it was like very Groundhog's Day ish, and they were making they were doing all these tests on you, and then. But because I feel like I missed out on some of the stuff because I didn't forge any relationships with enough people in the side content. So I would highly recommend people do that. So down the road, whenever I'm finished the game proper on PS5, I've done a lot of the side content. I'm going to probably have a different ending, but most of the endings seem to be catered around Rogue and Pan Am, which were not characters I had even, uh, I had, I didn't even interacted really that much with, um, Rogue. So, um, it was a cool ending. It was a very weird ending but it was based around straight to right um straightforward with the plot helping the sister infiltrate taking down Yornobu is is you know and then getting the chip out so interesting that's vastly different than my ending um I'm going to go next and then I'll throw it to Rich so my ending I actually thought about <laughs> committing suicide as V because I was like, I wonder what this actually does, you know, because <laughs> it's, yeah. it's punk as fuck. It, it's kind of funny. It's just kind of thrown in there. Like, should I just end it now? And I was like, I kind of want to. But um, basically, I, I went to I went to the meeting with um, the sister and I chose not to work with her because Johnny Silverhand was like, nah, she's corpo. We shouldn't trust her. And at that point, I had done all of the side content with Johnny. And so I had a much better rapport with him. I wanted to go along. Like, I wanted to imagine what I would have done. And since I had built this rapport with Johnny, I was, you my thought taken process stock was in what basically, he said. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to trust what he's saying to do. So I didn't go with her. Um, I had the choice to have Pan Am and all the, all the help me. And I chose I chose not to because my thought process was if she goes in there and she dies, I'm going to feel super guilty. So I chose not to do that. <laughs> and I chose to enlist the help of Rogue. And I can't remember. There's this other character that's introduced Carrie? very late into the game that is the son of a legendary uh, uh, mercenary. Oh, or San- fixer, Santiago's son. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yes. Getting the band yeah, back so, together. So... You you roll in there, um, the three of you, and you're doing your utmost destruction and stealth, and then obviously you fight. Um, what, what's his? What's that guy's name? Morgan Smasher. Adam Smasher. Smasher. Such a terrible name. It's a great. Well, name. Um, well he though. was created. You look like fuckable meat. He, he was created he in like 1983, so maybe you give them some leeway. That's fair. That's fair. It, it, yeah. Tough as um, fuck. Yeah, he's he's like a raking he kept... RoboCop. Yes. Yeah, that's wildly really watch, accurate. You should really watch RoboCop. Um, I like basically Robo. you are you are almost to uh, Mikoshi when Smasher appears and kills Rogue, and then you basically defeat Smasher. Uh, you pick up. You have the choice to pick up Rogue's gun and kill Smasher, which of course I did. Uh, you get into Mikoshi. You learn that V. There's no way to save V, and 
you have this this standoff actually where Johnny's like I can take control of your body I can you know I can live as you essentially and allow your body and some form of you to be immortalized or you can continue to live as V and have an unknown amount of time and I chose to continue to live as V um not let Johnny live and then I'm warped into the epilogue where basically V has taken down uh, Arasaka. Arasaka is a shell of itself. And V has essentially become a billionaire. He's become a legend in the city. You see Pan Am joining him at his new digs. Um, and she's unhappy because she knows that he has only so much time left to live. And she wants him to just relax and enjoy his remaining days and he says he has one final mission he goes up into space and you basically see him floating to towards the arasaka um space station with a gun as if he's going to destroy any remaining um aspect of arasaka and that's how the game ends that's hard as fuck weird is <laughs> is pretty cool um because the the way it's shot, like you're getting all your spacesuit and everything on, you pick up your gun, you you looking out in the space and you're looking at, at the space station across from you, and you start floating and it pans to a third person view of um of V's face. And that's how the game ends. It was pretty cool. I enjoyed it and I really enjoyed the uh the end credit stuff where all these characters that I built a relationship with were calling me and kind of leaving voice messages. I thought or uh, video messages. I thought it was really cool. Um, I really enjoyed the ending that I had. I was at first I was a little bit confused on how I felt about the ending. I remember messaging Morgan. I was like, I need some time to think about how I feel about this ending. But overall, I really enjoyed the my ending a lot. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I thought it was. I thought it was ended. It ended differently than I thought it was. I thought it was going to be complete tragedy for V. And while it will eventually be complete tra- tragedy, there was some silver linings there. So I really like that ending. Rich, you read the endings. I did. Which which one would you have chosen and why? What, or which one will you choose? What I'm probably going to go with is for a lot of it, I I, uh, I align with you. I will not work with those corpo scumbags. Uh, I got I got a good rapport going with Johnny, uh, so I would definitely listen to what he has to say there. Um, and then I would also, pr- I, I think I'm going to take Rogue and them in with me just because that feels more like it's their fight. Like if we're taking down Smasher and stuff, I've built up that rapport with them where that they have stakes in that fight and would want to be the ones there. Um, but then here's where we differ. I think I'm going to give that body to Johnny Silverhand. That's fair. I respect it. Yeah, I I think that's a good way to end it. Like the the one thing that was confusing for me is the dialogue choice when you're kind of facing off with Johnny in the cybersphere. The way the dialogue seemed cuz I was trying to basically keep V alive. The way the dialogue happened, it made it seem like I basically chose Johnny to stay in the body because then V was freaking out as Johnny was walking to the light. But I actually chose V to survive, so it was a little bit confusing. So it it kind of goes back to harkens back to our earlier conversation where we were talking about sometimes when you choose certain dialogue choices, it's unclear what the ramifications it, are. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, and that's what happened to me. That's why I was a little bit 
confused about how I felt about the ending. And um, once I, you know, had time to sit with it and I read a little bit more on the different endings and whatnot, I was happy with the one I chose. So, um, so Rev and Josh, what, how, what, if you guys finish the game, Josh, I don't know if you'll end up finishing the game. Rev, I know you definitely will finish the game. How do you want the game to end? So now that I kind of know what my choices are, I'm probably going to turn down the Arasaka offer. Uh, I'm probably going to roll in solo because there's nothing more punk than a solo project. Uh, And I'm probably going to pick the Survive as V as long as I can because I want to take that space station down. That sounds punk as fuck as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really cool ending. I think you'll enjoy it. And when you finish it, please message me and let me know what you think. Yeah, totally. And I'm definitely going to be back for the side quest one because at 99.9 hours... Probably twenty of that is main story. So yeah, exactly, exactly. We're gonna have such a more extensive conversation on the side content. It's gonna be a really long podcast, but I'm excited for that one. Josh, if you finish the game, um, how do you how do you want to end it? I mean, I assume there are gonna be four or five more endings once they finally finish the game in twenty twenty three four. Um, no, when, they finally, when they finally finish it, um. So it it seems strange to pick one now cuz yeah. Okay. So undetermined. Josh picks the one where he okay. requests a refund. <laughs> <laughs> I will I, I will I say this, them, not to, honest, to yeah. I think all the endings are pretty cool. The one thing that I get your whole playful like hate the corporation thing rich and I think that's it's not fun, playful scumbag. Uh, nothing's I more th- punk than supporting corporations I, I think it's but hear me hear me out like you gotta understand that it. when you when you get to when you is this how you talk to corporations rich this is difficult i don't talk very to difficult. corporations they're not people bro uh, the u.s government would disagree with you <laughs> yeah they would <laughs> and i will say this to you rev even though it's not the same you really will go in truly solo if you side with the sister because She's there's no one by your side. You literally infiltrate the by yourself his his front mansion. You fight Smasher by yourself, all that stuff, and then you make way for the sister to come in, and then she actually does help you l- truly live longer as opposed to. All Rev, I'm saying don't is that, that the sister character, the sister character was not some corporate, uh, an evil corporate person. She She's a corporate heiress. Sided with you. She let me talk. God damn it! I swear. <laughs> okay, she. <laughs> She the the sister sided with you eventually because she knew something was up. And did you Shay? Did you have a scene where you walked into like this big like garden area and like a hologram of the dead um, father Arasaka showed up and on around that? Nope. See, there is so much cool shit that happens in my ending. I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm just saying there's a lot of cool stuff to see there. And the sister I, is a good character. I think the endings are awesome because. For me, after after V, for me when V took control of his own body again, it it kind of goes to the screen goes to white if I remember correctly, or it blacks out one of the two fucking fade to transition, um, and then you you wake up in your new apartment, an undetermined amount of time later, and you hear someone in your bathroom, and you go if you've built a rapport with her and you're the male V, you see Pan Am's naked ass in your shower. 
And um, that starts the epilogue sequence. But I didn't have any further contact with the sister. I didn't have any further contact with the brother. I didn't have any further contact with the ghost of the father. Um, you just kind of hear rum- you hear what has happened to those characters. Um, and if you're panning, yeah. And there's people that really ride off to the sunset with Pan Am. I guess there's an ending where you can ride off into the sunset with Pan Am that a lot of people seem to be really enjoying and kind of live with the avocados. So the avocados. Uh, live it's with the avocado. avocado. When I, it's all the call. Isn't it all the call? All the caldo. When I found out that my female V could not romance Pan Am, I started to consider going on board with this class action lawsuit thing. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to use that as a promotion thing when the show goes up next week because I got that conversation. I was. And it's hilarious. I, <laughs> devastated. Devastated. I was so invested in Pan Am. Oh, and then I, I, got, I got nothing. I got fucking River Ward. No, River, dude, I'm telling you, River's I did a good the guy. To Judy. Thinking about settling Ju- down with him? Dude, I don't really Judy's know. Judy's sex scene He's not is the so Marian beautiful. Type. It's sensual. You're going to go diving with her? Oh, well, God, I was going to say, erotic. yeah, they block you off in ways Judy. that you have to choose one of the two that matter, which is if you're female, you can romance Judy. Um, if you're male, you can romance Pan Am. Well, which it's silly that you get. It's silly that their whatever. taste well, would have to be taken into account. My character yeah. is constructed in such a fashion that I can satisfy all of their needs. <laughs> oh, no, I, I was that's, see, that's what I was trying to do, Rev. I was trying to make it so where I can romance any character I wanted at any given point in time. Like I romance Pan Am, very happy with that choice. I could have romanced River. Um, I could have kissed River. Yeah, I didn't. Though. At a we point, were just friends. Chose, well, th- 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 you know what am I doing? This we're not talking about this right now. I will God say, damn it. creating a female character with a penis creates some very interesting logistical issues for some of those sex scenes. Ha! Huh. <laughs> oh damn! I didn't even think huh. about that. Oh yeah, it's weird that they don't take stuff like that into account. Like in a yeah, it seems like to, they kind of just me, though, tacked. I thought most I would be able to interact there. with my dick more. It's a shame, honestly. Yeah, that was a disappointment. Put that in my review, too, swordchon.com. You know, Rev, I will say this. Um... <laughs> you can run around with your dick out like Ric Flair if you really want to, and I to, to appreciate fair, that. If I was going to romance a guy, River Ward was pretty cool. I actually would have romanced him if I was into that. He's a good family but, type. You know, he seems like a you know, good, sturdy man, hold down a homestead. You know, I respect the hell out of that. I don't that. like his yeah. taste and earrings. Speaking, uh, speaking of Ric Flair, I watched... Um, I don't, you guys probably don't watch. I, I watch a YouTube series called Cold as Balls. Kevin Hart basically interviews various sports stars, and he interviewed Ric Flair on his show earlier this week. And I, I don't know why I was so surprised, because we are all getting old. But Ric Flair's 72, and man, does he fucking look 72. And I did not realize. Like, I forever had this image of him in his 40s and 50s yeah, being Ric Flair. I forgot that he's fucking 72. Yeah, he's man. old as he fuck. Yeah. He didn't get spend his whole life getting to be slammed fair, face down on a mat either. All of that, yeah, spending your life getting your, your uh, entire face just slammed into a mat while you're just doing pounds and pounds of cocaine doesn't help either. Yeah, but, like, he's still got a lot of life in him. He was still talking about, like, man, I go to the go to the clubs and I'm still pounding pussy. Like he's talking like that. I was like, he said that damn. No, not exactly like that. But uh, that's, he might've said it that just was, fucking uh, like that. I, he I might have, but like it's also pussy. a show Again, where the cocaine plays a, a lot of the curse. I don't think he would get Shay level pussy, but I bet he gets a lot of pussy. Shay's very handsome man. I don't think he would either. 
man. But anyways, um, oh, you're so passionate. That's pretty much going to be the end of the show here. Uh, other than the polls that Morgan still has left to do, that's yep, pretty much wanna... the story. Um, so I'm going to throw it to Morgan for the polls, and then we'll wrap up the show. Closing thoughts. All right, so we got a couple good talking points here. Um, did you know Grimes was one of the characters in Cyberpunk 2077? 75% of our audience did not know that Grimes, the famous singer, is actually a performer or whatever, is the voice of Lizzie Wizzy, the chrome. Um, she's a singer in the game, too. And the rest so. of the percentage said, who's who? Grimes? <laughs> that was me, because who is Grimes? You know, she, you know, she's the girl weird, that plays that metal lady. Yeah. <laughs> She's she's very popular, but yeah, I'm not super familiar. I know that she's banging Elon Musk, and which you know oh, just tells you she I has have, great taste in men. I have a lot more sympathy for her now. Yeah, we, we were giving yeah. her crap, but yeah, that's a rough gig. Yeah, God makes a hell. Of a uh, she is her. getting the raw gig, Josh. She's getting the raw gig every night. It's it's kind of interesting though because like you know she doesn't need money necessarily, so she's not like just you know yeah. So like, is he holding her family her. hostage or something? Like, what's the deal? Yeah. <laughs> Elon Musk seems like a nice guy. Does he? Seems like he sucks. He seems like so a much. fucking piece of shit. Narcissist. Yeah, Why? he seems like he's the fucking worst. Chronic narcissist. What if I had him on the show and you guys are like, he's a nice guy? I wish I had said those. I tell him to Who suck knows, it maybe? to his face. Yeah. Anti-corpo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck, fuck you, Elon, Elon Musk. I don't think any of us really know what Elon Musk is. Great. Now Elon Musk isn't coming onto the show. Oh. He's going to come on because Damn we it, started beef. That thing beef. that was a real possibility won't happen now. Yeah. It's fine. We can live with it. I'm I'm not I'm looking forward to him calling me a people. pedophile on Twitter after all this, though. <laughs> all right, next poll. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's roll um, polls. Does Johnny Silverhand have an impressive cock? 70% of our audience said, probably. Prove it. Well, no, see, to be fair, you can quantify <laughs> this with data, because technically, Johnny Silverhand's cock is your cock, so uh-huh. did you have an impressive cock in-game? Well, if so, yes. the answer is yes. true, though. I mean, he lives in your head, so I see what you're doing. That's cute, but it's not really the same thing. Morgan, is your, is your lady me. penis circumcised or uncircumcised? <laughs> I did the lady vagina because lady I enjoy vagina. vagina. Some would say that's the most that's a circumcised. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Some would say that. Um, yeah, I thought that was funny because 30% said he's all talk. So most people think Keanu Reeves does have an impressive cock. And there's that really wonderfully awkward line where he goes, You're almost it's like not Keanu Reeves, it's Silver Johnny Silverhand. Yeah. What's the difference? <laughs> I'm so sorry. You should I'm be. I'm so sorry. Um, you're almost, we have more in common than you think, V, except with lacking the charisma. An impressive cock. Um, so for the record, impressive means evoking admiration oh, for size, We're quality, not... or skill. Did Webster's you... Dictionary grand defines imposing. impressive as. Webster's Dictionary defines love. It's a grand love. cock, an imposing cock, an awesome cock, a quality cock. Imposing cock would have been better, right? A skilled writing. cock. Yeah. <laughs> it's all a piece of um, you never see Johnny Silverhand's cock, but Alt seems like she would not accept a mediocre cock, so that's why I'm going to say yes. I just wanted to let you know for future reference that you probably don't need to define impressive for people. <laughs> it's it's part of the bit, Rich. It's part of the it bit. read. <laughs> but like, you don't really think of it as saying, like, wow, you have a grand cock, an imposing cock, an awesome cock, a skilled cock. 
evoking admiration. I would say any of those would be a better descriptor than impressive. Yeah, agreed. Impressive would be like if you could play like heart and soul on a xylophone with it. <laughs> Which I guess would make it a forked cock if you can get the. You know. Yeah, especially you getting the harmony. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Which I saw this. Uh, Does never Johnny mind. Silverhand have an impressive cock? <laughs> so going around Find the room, I say yes because I would only accept the best. What do you guys think? Uh, Shade is even impressive cock. I'm gonna say no because I think Johnny Silverhand has a great Night City cock. He says yes. Rich, I can't comment without my lawyer present. What's in your mouth? An impressive cock? Ice. <laughs> An impressive cock is in Rich's mouth. <laughs> uh, uh, Reverend, what do we got? Yes or no? I'm going to say no. You think he's all talk? All huh? talk. If he, jo- if he got it, you wouldn't talk about it. You'd be about it, you know? Like, Josh, is he all talk? Or yeah, what? I think so. I mean, most of what he does is all talk. I mean, it takes him oh, forever. He definitely blew that building yeah, up. Yeah, he does, but like... <laughs> You you get the idea that he's been talking about this for the last ten years with his band, like the way they talk to him about it. Like he just he won't shut up about stuff that he never does until he finally does one thing. And he finally yeah. grew an impressive cut. To be fair, uh-huh. the one thing he did was set off a nuclear bomb in the heart of a major metropolitan area. Yeah, the one thing. <laughs> yeah, but so chill. Um. All right, so this is the last one, and literally Pull Day was made for this, which ironically is not on the Chompcast. But if you're enjoying Chomping After Dark, great show we do, you should also check out the Chompcast, which is another podcast from Sword Chomp, enjoying all of our wonderful shows, like Shay mentioned at the beginning of this show. This is the biggest poll we got, guys. You ready for this? Pull no. Day was made for this. Who do you simp for, Judy or Pan Am? Pan Am. Pan Am. Pan Am. By a country mile. But that being said, I still absolutely love Judy. And if I was a female, I would have been just as happy. With Judy. A female character yeah. would have been just Judy's as happy. Great. G- Judy's voice is annoying. Really? You think so? Yeah. Come on, Chumba. That's not uh, Not in the voice. Pan Am. Pan never, Am's got never it Never do man. that again, Morgan. Pan Am's great. Everybody loves Pan Am. Chumba. Pan Am is great, but Judy, oh my god, her body and her style. She looks like Ruby oh. Rose. Pan Am has too much ass. That's I true. Can't work, my tiny dick can't work with that. I can't uh, work with that. Not with that attitude, Morgan. <laughs> I agree. It's not the, it's not the dick not outside of you. Fuck. It's the dick inside of you. I've, I've, I look, I know my limitations. I know the kind of body type that oh. I, my penis is better equipped for. So my wife is so depressed. Uh, oh god. Let's see here. That's why. (laughs) Anyways, 45% of our audience said Judy. 55 said Pan Am. It was close, but Pan Am pulled away at the end. She's just got that, like, look, I'll be honest with you, though. Even though I think Judy is much hotter, Pan Am is hot and she's cool. I do like her as a character. She has some really cheesy things she says at the end of stuff where she just acts like a dork. And I know people think that's endearing, probably. But um, as a whole... I do think Pan Am is a good character, and she is very pretty. She just smells like gasoline oil, and I'm just not into your, that. Your so. game and she can, can drink. Give you smell. <laughs> it's like if I want to fuck a mechanic, I'll fuck a mechanic, and just it's not so my the, thing. You know, the smell of petroleum is want, too much for you. But you made a character who wanna, looks. 
like the Jared Leto Joker. Josh, is that what you want? But female somehow. I mean, are you guys into like? Uh, are you guys into like the whole women that work on cars thing? Is that like a fetish for you? I'm not opposed to it. Like, I'm not gonna like disregard a woman because she's into cars. I'm not disregarding her. I'm just saying it's not like a preference. I mean, as well, one who is attractive to uh, multiple demographics, you know? Uh, Maybe there's something about cars is just really off-putting for me. But she does have a nice personality. And when you finish one of her side quests, Josh, you get a sniper rifle called the Overwatch, which is a nice homage to, of course, Overwatch. When she uh, rockets that fucking AV thing down, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And you fuck her in a tank. Ah. Don't rub it in, Rich. But let's get to that later. We'll get <laughs> yeah, to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Don't rub it in, Rich. Yeah, anyways, thanks everyone for voting on the AdSorch on Instagram. That's it for, I believe, all the cyberpunk fuel polls. Um, in summation, cool. Pan Am crushed it. The most impressive world was Red Dead. It's the best-looking PC game ever, maybe. And most people did not know who Grimes was. And, of course, Johnny Silverhand does have an impressive cock with an impressive victory. Yeah, you got to say that. You got to say that. More powerfully and impressive. 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 The thing about Keanu Reeves, I like his character in this game, but he does. Sometimes he delivers words like he just heard English for the first time. Like he'll be like, "Did you shut the door?" And I'm just like, "It's very." That's been the joke for years, my friend. I know, but I'm just like, I know he's a good actor and he's a smart guy. Why does he do this? It's almost like a parody of himself. I don't understand. Morpheus. There is a very Morpheus reference at one point in the game of a red pill, blue blue pill pill. thing. Yes, yes. I also enjoyed the uh, Gladys references and the uh, the Delamain. But we'll we'll have plenty of time to talk about that next time we meet. Yeah, there are so many references in this game. I can't wait to talk about them in the side content. But that's going to wrap it up here. I'm going to save the usual question that I ask of would you recommend this game until the next show? Um, because I think that, uh, Rich still has game more of the game. He wants to play the rev obviously has to finish the game. Josh has to sit and never think about the game again until we do the show in a few weeks. <laughs> and, uh, Morgan, uh, will probably play more of the side content as well and decide for himself, even though he already knows the answer. Um, but I want to thank, uh, Rich, Josh, and Morgan for being here as they're contractually obligated. And also I want to extend a special thank you to the Rev for joining us. Thank you so much for putting up with our shit and being here, buddy. My pleasure. And absolutely. Uh, we're definitely having you back I, for the next show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Shane. If I could leave people on this final note. Just call me Shane? Who the Shane. fuck is Shane? Um Shane. Shane, thank you so much for doing a great job. Um, Shane, if I could leave people on this final note to think about as we Shay already give us our outros. One thing I was thinking a lot about this game is that you are playing a character who has a character in their head with Johnny Silverhand, right? Wow, what a and new idea. As the, and we are playing this Avatar V, and it's interesting because she, unlike a, oh, no. you know, it's a first-person game where... <laughs> Josh, Josh, if you just want to take off, man, I, we know this is important. No, I'm just, I'm, I am absolutely waiting for the stoner, dipshit older brother take that is that is barreling straight <laughs> towards us right now. What I'm saying is that there's an interesting... Um, Man, you ever think about... <laughs> there's an interesting dichotomy to... 
We're all like cattle. There's this dichotomy to the primary narrative about having someone in your head, right? As as V does, and we're playing a game where this is a this is a protagonist, like it's a custom created character, but she has a voice which gives her more of a personality. And they, it, not it, she, they, because it can be a boy. Um, yes, and so in my case, yes, exactly. So there's an interesting thing there where what she's dealing with in the game, having some they. different control there, and then. <laughs> I'm referring to my character. When what they he's going to keep saying that just so it doesn't feel game. creepy about your experiences all the are not universal. Had for the last few weeks, and then and then sort of just the idea. If you really think deeper about um, you as a player, control your avatar, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to smoke my joint and uh, well, I'll t- I'll, I'm done now. So wait, yeah. did you ever get to the point? I'm really confused. <laughs> and it was Kaiser Sose all along. <laughs> I just hope they're playing with some of the ideas there. I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I have, you know, I have no idea. Maybe they're playing with some ideas there as far as, like, control and player control. Who knows? I definitely think that there are some, probably, some great greater overall points. And I also think that it's um, interesting to think about how AI is going to be integrated into our lives in the future. I definitely think it brings some of those things into question. Uh and that's stuff that's going to be really interesting to talk about in the next episode because a lot of the side content definitely delves into some of those questions that they're asking. They're not necessarily answering them, but they're definitely asking questions as that's what it looks like humanity is pushing into in the future. So it'll be fun to discuss all that. Um, do you, Morgan, thank you for that thought. Does anyone else have any final thoughts before I wrap up the show? Rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub. Uh, legalize it. Yay, God. <laughs> Yay, Yahweh. Josh, anything? Um, no, I, I still want to see the game be finished. Like, I think I'm, I'm going to give it some time. It's something that I'm definitely interested to come back to. It's just, I'm, I don't know. Like, there's so much stuff in there that I'm just bouncing off of because it's just painfully unfinished. Um. And and yeah, it asks, PC? yeah, the finished literally no, the whole isn't. game, Morgan. Literally the whole game is unfinished. Um, yeah, that I'd I'd like to see where it goes, but yeah, it's just kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's well, fair. Well, yeah. Well, I think that's good that you're mentioning mentioning that because I think that there are people out there who feel similarly to you. Not that their purpose. There are some people out there that are purposefully just hating to be a hater, but I think you, I think you resemble a lot of people who want to like this game and want to play the game, but in the current form it is, they can't bring themselves to doing that to reconcile doing that. So I'm glad that you express that. Um, and then there are other people who, despite all the deficiencies and issues, still love the game. So it's good to hear that there, there are there's a wide swath of opinions here. I just think it's interesting because Josh is supposedly on the platform that is the closest to being finished that, you know, is getting great reviews and is looks incredible. So I think it's interesting that it's not even finished enough for him on there. On PC, so, there's a lot of different combinations of parts, though. Yes. Yes. P- PC. I mean, it's not even that. It it's being it's ru- like the. <sighs> it running better on PC doesn't mean that all PCs can run it equally. But not just that. Right. It's not a matter of it running. It's a matter of what's not clearly not done. 
Yeah. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm including under that umbrella. Like, look at, um, Rever, this is your chance of winning your whole life to argue mm-hmm. with Josh as a listener. <laughs> Go. This is this is your chance. <laughs> I I the 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 problems are unavoidable. You know, while I myself am not necessarily experiencing them, I am not going to call someone who is a liar, you know? I've seen screenshots, I've seen the clips of the gun sticking out of the side of Jackie's head, like, that didn't happen for me. So, like, no, that's not my experience, but I'm not going to tell Josh, like, no, you're wrong, that game's great. (laughs) Like, when I've seen that his is fucking broken, I don't know what... But that's not the stuff mostly Josh is upset about. I believe he just doesn't feel like the... You're saying the game isn't finished from a not necessarily a bug standpoint, but from a um can't Can you explain that in a way that maybe is a some, little more some of it's bugs, Rich, some of it's just lack of polish. Like Rich mentioned when we were first talking about the game, the cars in the game. Like there's there's no driving AI. They just they go in a straight line until something's in their way and then they stop. And yeah, sometimes they, they turn into a different car if you look away from them from the two, for too long. Um it's that one's my favorite. That's a feature. Yeah. Spawning in the middle of a guardrail with just like parts flying off of it. Like you, you yeah, ever you, you had that occasionally where you see a car just driving down the freeway like against the guardrail. Yeah, it, just shit flying off the side of it. And you're time. like, whoa, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I've lived yeah. in the city. That and shit happens. That's true. That does happen in Midtown. Like, let's not pretend. To... <laughs> yeah, and, and again, like a lot of the things Shay was kind of mentioning as far as like weird pacing is like they obviously need to put in some triggers for like which side quests you've done like maybe have them spawn in to fix some of the pacing issues because like you know conversations will be crazy based off of you know the context of something you just did with this character and then all of a sudden they're you know having a completely different demeanor with you right next to that um, it's just, just little things. Do you think that's something they'd fix though? Yeah, it sounds like something they much... could fix. I mean, like they could either gate off which side quest you do when, or add different triggers to be like, okay, your relationships here. So use this sort of dialogue, um, with that. Cause it's just, it hmm. feels really awkward in the pacing from time to time because like, it's just, there's such a variety of content. I feel like they just, again, I'm, I, said before like they should have cut a ton of it if either they need to cut a ton of it so what they had there all works or they need to iron out some of these issues that make it just stand out as drastically inferior to everything else you're doing in the game um you know what's really dark about this timeline josh is that they're setting themselves up for an underdog story where they fix the game and it's it's a happy it's a, it's a redemption story a triple a developer Set themselves fixes up for their game yeah. <laughs> well no i do i hope they do fix it because I do too. like i really I, do I, I more so than like I, I more so than josh have been able to power through it to i think mostly enjoy it despite some of the stuff that like is rough and kind of makes me be like Ugh. like i i still really like the game i just i i know it can be better and hope it gets there and i do even the even self-admitted I, i'm loving the game when I fire up Steam, when I turn on my computer, I'm hoping I see an update flag for Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, every once in a while it's sitting there waiting, and more often than not, it's not. Uh, no, it's definitely rough. Like, that is unavoidable. Uh, I think my experience with it, it is a finished product. 
But like I said, that is not the general experience, so I cannot say that as a blanket statement. Like, I have a friend that is powering through it on a stock Xbox One, which, from what I understand, is the absolute worst way to play that game. And he said he's having minimal issues. So, I don't know. It depends. It's a case-by-case. Like, I'm playing on PC. Josh is playing on PC. Like, what's the difference? Hell, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's... Uh, one a of smarter my, person than me designed this game, kind of so I'm not going to tell them what they did wrong. <laughs> one, one of my favorite recent posts I saw on the internet this week is in a local uh, trading group I'm a part of for like uh, retro game memorabilia. Somebody put up uh, the Cyberpunk Xbox One, and they were like, <laughs> hey, selling the Cyberpunk Xbox One um, for it can't $300 run defective cannot run Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's fun. To, it's fun to laugh at them, but it does make you wonder sometimes if it's just being blown out of proportion because people like to do that nowadays. Like I feel bad for them because you know, like it was a board of directors with a gun to the back of their head saying this has to come out in 2020 yeah. or we are losing our asses. Yeah, and they had to yeah. and they had to push something that wasn't done. They had to. Yeah, they they couldn't beat next gen. The PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X came out. They they were too slow. Yeah, and if uh, this game had dropped in the in April. Can you? It would have been a difference. I mean, let's and, say relatively. And if they knew oh, from man. the start that they could have pushed this another six months and not have even had to put it out on PS4 or Xbox One, I think we'd have a better product on our hands too. Yeah, people would have flipped yeah. though if they if they didn't release it for last gen. Yeah, pe- yeah. People are stuck with their Stone Age consoles. It's it's hard to get people to upgrade. Yeah, it's tough to get them to upgrade, and it's tough to tell them. Yeah, that's it's hey, not that it's impossible to get the console. That's not the problem. But then, yeah, you don't want to be but like, then oh, you try sorry, to shove it out on the side. Also, like Shay's not gotten one yet because the first series already has you know they always have bugs, and from what I've seen, the PS5 already has bugs. Like it's got issues yeah. with you know input lag and just dropping inputs. Worse than the but Switch like, Joy Cons have had, but but the where, but where, where are you getting this information? Uh, from playing from? from the videos I literally sent you of the game dropping inputs, but but like CD Projekt had to hamstring themselves to put it out on last gen consoles, mm-hmm. and then they put it out on last gen consoles. It doesn't fucking work. <laughs> so I think it would have been a smarter move push it out and. Only release it on the on you know new gen consoles. Don't hamstring yourself to old hardware. Yeah. And sorry guys, it's a single player game. It'll be waiting for you when you upgrade. I hate to say it like yeah. that. You know, sitting on my throne of PC, I can play anything. You know, up but... here we are kings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the view is good. What can I say? At the end of the day, they're in a lose lose situation. But the to me, as a consumer, not me as an investor or a board of directors the the better choice there would have been to just delay it oh. even longer to make sure it was a more finished product. Undeniably. Because now they've lost money with all the refunds. They've lost credibility. Yeah, you lost all that good and, faith. Um it's gonna it's gonna be a difficult climb up. But um I think we can end it there. Um we will have a lot more thoughts go coming back to the second part of this where we will talk about the side missions. And if we have any extra thoughts like these we can get them all out there. I'll air them all out there. But um yeah, that's the end of this episode. Uh, like I said, please like and subscribe. All the typical stuff that podcasts say, please do that for us. It, we would be eternally grateful. And uh, we just hope from us here, even the Rev hopes that uh, your 2021 is marginably, marginably, marginally better 
than uh, 2020 was for you. And we just hope that uh, this was a good start to your new year. So uh, thank you from thank you for listening from all of us here, and uh, take care. how we do it.